From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deepa fell, or sorry, Deepa almost fell for a scam online. Oh, no. Yes. Um, all because Deepa is so fixated with getting that blue check mark on Twitter <laughs> still. <laughs> On Twitter? On Twitter. Who cares about Twitter? I know. Diva still cares about being verified on Twitter. Are you verified on Instagram? I'm verified on Instagram. Once I got verified on Instagram, I was like, oh, the power. This feels amazing. Because I woke up one day and I saw the blue check mark and I was like, oh, I'm considered a real person on Instagram. So when I got the email from Twitter, I was like, oh, big ballin'. Twitter. Okay. So... I had Deepa send me the email. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That uh, she almost fell for. Okay. okay. Yeah. We would like to inform you that your Twitter account is eligible for a blue bag. Sorry. I'm going to read it word for word. Thank because you. Because it's not, the <laughs> yeah. grammar is terrible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is exactly how it reads. Yeah. We would like to inform you that your Twitter account eligible for a blue badge to submit <laughs> your application. Oh. Comma. You must follow the following steps. You must reply to this message by attaching a document from your identity card, passport, or driver's license that proves that you are the official owner of this account. And then in brackets, we will review your profile for a maximum 48 hours. When the information you provided is correct, you will see a blue verification badge next to your username. Our system will automatically delete the image after using the image you send to us. Signed, Twitter Inc., 1355, Marker Suite, Suite 19, San Francisco, California, 94103. Okay. Who sent that? What was the email address? I'm glad you asked. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, because- in my defense. Wait, let me just defend myself for one second, okay? Because the reason I thought it was real was, A, I was at work. I was skimming through my email, and the subject line was Twitter verified. And I was like, oh, Yeah, that sounds legit. Mind you, when I did my first pass of reading the emails, I did not notice any of the grammatical errors. And I know because I tried to get verified on Instagram and you have to submit your license. That's part of like, oh, they they check your identity. Are you a real person? So I actually had to send my license in when I was applying for verification. Mind you. They denied me every single time. So, yeah, that's why I thought. Also, they have your driver's license. It's like now a thousand deeper Prashads in the world. I don't know one (laughs) single person who has had to submit ID to be verified. What do you mean? If you check right now. Oh, no, you're verified. You can't check. (laughs) Shem's not verified. He can check. I have not. I've I've never met anyone that had to to send their passport to get verified. So, I'm glad you asked about the email address. Yeah, so who sent this? What was the email address? Ready for this? Yeah. Twitter dot blue badge badge spelt B A G E <laughs> dot help dot center spelt C E N T A R at gmail dot com. Blue baggy dot centaur. <laughs> it was 
was the at gmail.com. Okay. Twitter, it wasn't the blue badge, like badge spelled wrong, center spelled wrong. Can I be honest? I didn't recognize the blue badge is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost gave up her whole life. I did. And I, I, love, check mark. I, I love how they say it's going to take a maximum of 48 hours, which is probably just enough time that they need to steal everything you have yeah. right, to create... <laughs> Yeah. To, to just create like a whole new person, like a whole new you. So again, that email, twitter.bluebadgie.help.centaur at gmail.com. Get you that blue check mark, y'all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. There's this BuzzFeed topic that took off the other day that had people replying like crazy. Uh, married people are revealing the things they didn't find out about their spouses until after marrying them. Oh, okay. And if you're sitting there like, yes, this is me, this is my life, you can text us at 925 You can also call us at 416-870-8888. Married people are revealing the things they didn't find out about their spouses until after marrying them. Okay. Uh, for example, I didn't know my husband wore upper dentures until four years after we were married. Oh, One wow. day, I just thought about how he never bites into an apple or that he never closes the door while using the toilet but always does when he brushes his teeth. So I peeked through the crevice and saw him remove <gasps> it. Literally blew my mind. Oh, my God. Another person wrote, I learned that she... Okay, this one. This is oh next level. God. Okay, Get ready for this. I learned that she had a severe clown fetish, and she secretly enrolled in clown college to have affairs with clowns in training. Shut up. I discovered she was spending hours cybering with guys on clown forums, that she bought clown lingerie, and that she was even planning a trip to Nashville to see a Ringling Brothers clown she was having an affair with perform. She refused to take me, so the night before the trip, I told her I knew everything. She responded that she didn't love me anymore and that she planned to run away with him, join the circus, and become a famous clown on the Ringling Train. We split up. She moved in with the clown. They eventually broke up, and years later, she does amateur webcam stuff. Oh, to make ends meet. Oh, wow. Okay, that is... I don't have anything like that. Like, I was just thinking about, like, what I learned about Catherine, but I don't have anything like that. Uh, another person wrote, this guy I almost dated liked to blow dry himself while he sat on the toilet in the morning because he said he was cold. I stopped staying at his place shortly after discovering that. <laughs> have, you never, have you never done that? No, have you? Yeah. Blow dry yourself on yeah. the toilet? Yeah. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. Oh, come on. I have. Really? Yeah. In the board, just like this guy? Because I, I, it was like, I, I took it one. I, I took a couple of times. Yeah, I took the blow dryer and I put it up my T-shirt. So my T-shirt puffed out and it was all full of warm air oh inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Samantha on Facebook said that she found out um, that her boyfriend uses a fork to eat ice cream. Another person wrote that uh, my husband pronounces Joaquin Phoenix as Jack Wynn. <laughs> it almost divorced us. Another person wrote he gargles his drinks before swallowing. Water, Gatorade, coffee, doesn't matter. I don't know. Uh, I know it all ends up in your stomach anyway, but ugh. Oh, wow. Uh, another person wrote, uh, my husband drinks the tuna water instead of draining it. 
And finally, I learned that my husband says hot dog, like H-U-T-D-O-G, <laughs> hot dog, not hot dog, and it drives me crazy. So I pretty much uh, sent this same question to everybody yeah. in this room to take home to their spouses okay. to record and send back what the answer from the spouses were. Right. Uh, so, Roz, we'll start with you and, sure. uh, and Catherine. This is what went down. My love. Yes. So the question was, what is something that you learned about your significant other after you got married? Now, I know we're not technically married, but so what is something you learned about me after we like hooked up permanently how much you love to cook right i mean i knew you like to cook a lot but i didn't know how much you like to cook maybe talk about my looks <laughs> I learned you were even more attractive. Let's cut that part out. <laughs> Can you do it again? Just make it like more organic. So I'll ask you again, okay? Uh, what is something you learned about me long after we got together or after we got together? That um, you only get better looking with age. That sounded like <laughs> complete horse <laughs> Can you just like... Can I say that it's only going to sound like a lie if it is a lie? I'm not okay. lying. Okay. So what is something you learned about me <laughs> after we got together? Honestly, I think that you are even kinder and more generous than I than I ever thought. So Aww. not the looks thing. We're not <laughs> oh going with that then? <laughs> well, you shot me down twice on my response, so I had to pivot. That's because you bullshit. Twice. <laughs> you thought I both <laughs> twice. All I was just saying what you wanted me to say. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Uh, that went well. Um, if you want to get in on this, again, uh, 925-555, you can call us at 416-870-8888. Uh, this is what my wife's response was last night to the same question. Okay, babe. What is something you learned about me, like, way after we got married? That's easy. That you are a very loud snorer. Not every night. Every night. Not every night. Every night. Maybe not all night, but every night. <laughs> like a little oh, snore? Wow. Like big ones? Mm, it varies. Depends. Like last night too? Last night you snored. No. Actually. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Loud? Yeah. Nah, medium. Oh. <laughs> okay. But it kept me up. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe, man, that, that, that one line should stick with you forever. Ma- maybe not all night, but every night. So so we have we have answers Oof. from Dammit Maury's husband, Dammit Matthew. Oof. We also have an answer from Deepa's husband, oh, Dalal. No. They're brand new married, and too. And they're brand spanking new. So we'll get to those answers, plus what you are uh, sending in to us right now at 925 <laughs> uh, We'll do that in a couple of minutes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. People were replying to this uh, topic that started trending. It was uh, what you found out about your spouse after you guys got married. Yeah. Um, We also (laughs) asked the the, the question to everybody in this room. Catherine, your girlfriend, Ross, said Mm -hmm. that uh, she found out, like she always knew that you loved cooking, but she didn't know to the extent of... How much? And we've learned this about you throughout the years on the show as well. I'll also never forget the day that Catherine caught me for the first time in the bathroom. Caught you? Sitting to pee. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's just normal. <laughs> yeah, and that's Completely just normal. normal. Yeah. I was mortified. Uh, Jenna said that uh, my wife, Jenna, said she didn't oh, yeah, know until after we got married how much I snored. Like a bear. I didn't know. How would you know? 
Exactly. And that's cruel to let to, to, to get mad at somebody for what you do in your sleep. Uh, I see uh, we have a caller. Gladys is waiting to talk to us. Gladys, we'll get to you in a second. We also have, um, we asked, damn it, Matthew, damn it, Maury's husband, okay. same question. Oh, God. So we'll get that answer in a sec. That's a Pandora's box right there. We also have, <laughs> we also have Deepa's husband. Yeah. Thalal. And his answer to the same question. Let me go through some text though first. No, we didn't call Shem's. No, you didn't. Take, Sorry, Deepa. What did I say? Uh, yeah, Sorry. you said Deepa. Yeah, but we didn't. Shem didn't get to take part Yo, in this. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I didn't want to have to bring it up. Damn, bro. I didn't want to have to bring it up. <laughs> Sorry, Shem. All right. Yeah, it's okay, man. I mean, we have time. While I go through text, Shem, <laughs> no. if you really want, no. and you can't get no. mad at me anything, for saying this. Why don't we why don't we flip it and say, Shem, anything you learned about your ex-wife after you got married? Yeah, I can't say that on the radio. Okay, nine two five triple five. Somebody said my fiance farts and burps like an exhaust on a Mack truck. Yep. Um, my girl can't read time on an analog clock. Come on. We're working through this one. Another person texted and said, my husband acts out his dreams in his sleep. He does this with his eyes open and it's often about bugs attacking him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Another person wrote and said, my now ex-husband has a severe phobia of doctors, dentists, and uh, and anyone of uh, an authoritative figure. Wow. Afraid of doctors, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said she learned after marriage that her husband's a total slob. And now with a baby at home, I have to clean up after two babies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid relationship right there. Uh, Gladys, uh, understand this is a, a story that you have about, I guess, now your ex. Go ahead. So we were together for five years. After four, after five years, he proposed. And uh, I said yes. And uh, then later on, his, uh, his wife uh, oh! uh, texts me oh. Oh, uh, and no. tells me that they're still married. So oh. when we started dating, he told me that he was uh, separated. But he didn't tell me that they were still married. So, yeah, after five years, you think you would know, right? Oh, wow. So, But, but when was he was married, like, was he still, like, were they separated? Or was he still, like, married, living a married life with this woman? Well, they were separated. But you would think that proposed, by the time he proposed that he would tell me, right? Yeah, I mean, it might come up. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gladys. We appreciate you. Yes. Have a good day, guys. Love you guys. I'll be right back. Um, okay, so again, the question is, what uh, what is it that you found out about your so spouse? Uh, not until after marriage. So we head into the condo of the Dammits because <laughs> oh, no. David Horry asked his husband the same <laughs> question. Matthew, I have a quick question. Not today. Don't no, no, dare. I have to do, I have to quit. I, Maury, super fast, super fast. That is disrespectful, Maury. I'm very <laughs> busy. No, I can't even believe you're doing this with me right now. Oh, so no. can I ask this quick question and leave you alone? What? What is something surprising you learned about me way after we got married? So many things. I should have never gotten married. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so what is something surprising you learned about me way after we got married? That you don't do around here. You can't cook for but you think you're a chef. So then why are you with me? Because the heart wants what the heart wants. Is that, is that what the line, how the line goes? I don't know. Yeah, anything else you want to add to the list? Or are you satisfied with your list? Um, yeah, I'm busy. That's, that's another thing. You don't leave me alone when I'm working. Bye. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Uh, and then Deepa asked the same question to, to her husband, Talal. Okay, so what's something that you learned about me after we got married? How much time do you have? <laughs> what do you mean? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, okay, so just off the top of my head, uh, that you never clean spoons before using them. What do you mean? So you'll use like, um, you'll use a spoon in the peanut butter and then you'll take it and then you'll dip it back in the jelly without cleaning it in between. I guess, sorry, between Oof. using them, not before using them. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sanitary. I yeah. wash my cutlery. No, but I don't think peanut butter, a peanut butter spoon belongs in the jelly. Why? You're going to eat both of them together. So what, you, you... what if I want just a jelly sandwich? Then you make your jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I can make all my sandwiches. Um, okay, second thing is you don't know how to load a dishwasher. And <laughs> well, I just started this year. Me too. <laughs> I have really? Yeah. Oh. Which leads me to the third point. I think the third point, and this is probably the biggest thing, um, that you don't ever Google anything. <laughs> like most of the questions, I think nine out of ten questions that you ask, It'll be like the first three responses on Google search. Like what? Like, uh, what does it mean when my cat blinks three times? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a veterinarian, but I'll Google it just like you. And uh, I'll just regurgitate the answer and I sound like a genius. So. Wait, so are you annoyed when I ask you questions? No, I'm not annoyed when you ask questions. <laughs> I'm just saying when you ask simple questions that could be Googled, then maybe just Google it. But it's a compliment because I think you're smart. So I ask you questions that I think you know the answers to. Fair. Or I think you've taught me that I should just write on my resume next time, good at Googling. <laughs> that's wow. what I seem to be used for sometimes. Wow. What's one nice thing? I didn't have... <laughs> I might need a little bit more time to think about that. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Enough said. Yeah. Yo, that's coming from a couple wow. who just got married. I know, I know. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, when uh, Maury asked Matthew, why then, why are you still with me? And Matthew said, the heart wants what the heart wants. Uh -huh. By the way, that was also the response that Woody Allen gave when the question was posed to him. How could you hook up with your wife's adopted daughter? Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jeff's face. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Who, okay, where are okay, you? okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. I got to do this real quick. Calm down. Time to get it off the chest right now. Maybe you should talk about your problems. Wazamoka's Vented Moments. This is where you get to say whatever it is you want to say. Mm -hmm. You got to get it out there in the open. Whatever's been bottled up, bothering you, uh, you put it out there to the universe. Now, before we get to your vented moment, sir. Yes. I have another vented moment just to read that somebody texted in because they have a problem with how we operate vented moments. Oh, okay. Ross. Go ahead. We always say we're not going to ask the person's name. We're not going to ask questions. Yeah. But usually what happens is we're very curious. And we break all those rules. I know. Whatever. It's our shows. Uh, so this text said, yo, uh, Razamoka, stop asking questions. Number one, you're not supposed to. And number two, there shouldn't be any time to ask any questions if people vented properly. Right. They should say what's on their minds. Thank Razamoka for listening. And then bye. Hang up. Uh, done. I feel better. Listen, don't get me wrong. I would love nothing more than that. But sometimes people are crap storytellers and we have to <laughs> and we got to coax them along a little bit okay okay uh, go ahead with your vented moment we will try our very best not to interrupt oh okay that's fine well my vent is this this city of toronto is full of schmucks they don't know how to walk on the sidewalk and one of these days somebody's going to get killed what's with this dark clothing at nighttime you can't see people on the street anymore so wear something like god damn it because people oh by the way the best thing is this Try to, you ever drive on the street in Toronto where there's a streetcar? 
yeah. and people get off the curb, the streetcar hasn't even come to a stop. They're already in front of you. You have a green light. And what's happening, you're trying to go with the green light, and you got people stepping off the curb, and the streetcar hasn't even stopped. So what's with the people who want to get on the streetcar? Wait until the cockamamie streetcar stops, the doors open, then step off the curb, and then get in the streetcar. Otherwise, somebody's going to hit you and send you flying to the moon. This city is so full of idiots who can't even walk on a sidewalk property. You still there? Go on. Oh, we're still here. Yeah. Go on. We're th- okay. Go on. We're letting you do your thing. Yeah. You, if you got a laundry oh, list, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Oh, go on. Thank you. thank you. And the other thing is with this, don't they sell light clothing anymore? This is wintertime. It's dark outside. There are people walking on the streets. You can't even see them. Never mind the guy on the bicycle with no lights front or back. The people who are walking, walking in front of you and you're driving on, a, on the street. This is nuts. Somebody should bring back Elmer the Safety Elephant to teach people how to walk on a sidewalk. Stop at the corner, then cross the street, and look both ways. Never mind the cell phone business. Forget it. It's the fact that people don't know where to walk, how to walk, and when to walk. Uh-huh. This is a city so full of dumb schmucks, I can't believe it. <laughs> Anything else? You sound like you have a list of things. I, I have a list that goes from here to there, from there to here. Because when you're trying to make a left-hand turn and there's somebody standing on the corner, they're looking at you like, who's going to go first? If you got a car, you're going to end up going first because if the guy on the sidewalk's going to look at you and give you the finger, he may end up dead. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Stop and look. Never mind where you're going. Stay with the car drivers. We are so full of crazy nuts. This city is driving me nuts. Sir, I do have a question. I know we're not supposed to ask questions. <sighs> But if you have any more things that you want to vent about, can we call you back later this week and have you rhyme off anything else that's been on your mind? Oh, boy, boy. I'll get my list out and get ready. Then I'll have a nice list ready for you. One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. Do you promise that we'll hear back from you by the end of the week? Oh, you better believe it. Okay. Thank you. It's been I wish, the moments. I, I love it. I, I wish, I, look, bro. Listen, I wish we could know your name because I think that you're going to be a fan favorite. I think that fans are going to love you. And what should we call you, sir? Can I ask you that? What should we call you? You don't have to give what us your name. You what, what should we call you? Ranter number one. Ranter number one. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Ranter number one will get in touch with you again and I'll say, hey, this is Ranter number one. And I have some more information for the schmucks in this city. <laughs> No problem. Perfect. Look forward to it. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. That's the kind of guy. That's a, This is why this show is great, okay? That's the kind of guy that, that spends his days calling talk radio stations, and you know what they do? They hang up on him, yeah. right? That's what they do. They do. Not on this show, man. This is now your show, Ranter number one. Love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, this is cool. They uh, Astronomers discovered... Hey, Damon Warren, let me ask you this question. Astronomers discovered a brand new planet with one of the most unusual shapes ever seen. One of the most unusual shapes ever seen. The planet is uh, WASP-103B. WASP? It's Yeah, WASP-103B. Oh, WASP or B? P, WASP. Okay, WASP. WASP-103b is located around an F-type star 1,500 light years away from Earth. This is the largest and more massive than the sun, and the planet is also large, about one and a half times the size of Jupiter, and it is shaped like a what? Shaped like a what, Maury? Okay, my mind immediately went to butt. Butt? Like a butt? Like shaped like a butt. Mm. Like a butt. Like two butt cheeks. Okay, yeah. 
A banana. A banana. That's yeah. not call. an unusual shape. Well, it for is a for planet. a it is for a planet. How many banana shaped planets do you think are, are out there, man? Um, it is. Uh, it's shaped like a, oh, a nose. A nose, <laughs> <laughs> like a massive nose in the sky. No, like <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's shaped like a. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. What's the first letter? P. Okay. <laughs> Uh, look at eyes. It's shaped like the first letter is P. A pinwheel? The first letter is P. Shem, you want to take a guess on what you think it's shaped like? Absolutely not. No, no sir. Gonna... Okay, cool. Uh, uh, Deepa, do you want to? You would oh, like a peach. to? A peach. You would like to take a guess on what this is shaped like, Deepa? It starts with a P. Yeah. Um. Penis. Uh, no, we were looking. No, potato. Ew. Deepa. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even say that. Tifa, potato. Is that a weird shape for a planet? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Hey, more question for you. Um, How far is uh, a light year? So, if this new planet is fifteen hundred light years away from Earth, you said fifteen hundred light years. Fifteen hundred light years away from Earth. How do they? What is it? What is a light year? The equivalent in distance. Well, I'd say it's half a year because it's faster than one year. So I'd say it's half a year. So 15. Um, what? Hun- no, okay. So if we're looking at where, okay. So light years <laughs> are measured by the distance light travels from Earth what, to yeah. wherever we're talking. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking for a, like we're looking for a distance, right? So a light year is the equivalent of what? Like oh, so it's ha- not like it takes you a full year to get there. No, it's, it's oh. like, give it to me in, in distance. Inches. Inches. Okay. We're still not talking I, about the penis planet. Okay. <laughs> on, on, uh, on, honest, on, honestly, Maury. I would this. I would like you to start on this now, okay? Because okay, I'm gonna ask what, you to. I'm gonna, no, no, I'm gonna oh. ask you to start on this now. I would actually like you to give me the distance in a light year in inches, seeing as how one light year is equal to about six trillion miles. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Like, so, you, like legit work on this? So please, yeah. if you could, that would be that would be awesome. How long do I have? Anyway, that's a big number. That's a big number. Congratulations, bro. penis planet. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Teresa. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What in your life needs fixing? I need help because I don't know if I should live with my boyfriend or live on my own. Oh, okay. You wrote this. Razamoka fixed my life. I don't know if my boyfriend and I should move in together. We've been dating for three years. That's very important. Uh, We're both in our mid to late 20s and have had a rocky relationship. This would be our first time officially moving out. My parents aren't the biggest fan of him. Also very important. But I think that this would be a good opportunity to see if we would actually work out. We're thinking of renting a condo in the city, which would uh, be low commitment. Please help. Should I live with him or should I live on my own? Why do your parents not like your boyfriend? I think it's mainly just because they think that he's not as mature as he should be at his age. Um, They kind of expected that he would have maybe already be renting a place or have a car, things like that. 
So I think it's just the maturity. As a a guy who not a lot of uh, parents liked. When it came to <laughs> when it came to women, I look dated. at you now. Okay, yeah, look at me now. <laughs> Moms everywhere love you. Uh, um, yeah, I, it's a this is a tough one. I when you say you guys had a rocky relationship, what does that mean? Um, well, we were on a break at the end of November for mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. um, just because I felt like he wasn't really prioritizing me because he has a lot of social commitments, and I felt like those were really taking a bigger part of his life than I was. What do you mean you were on a break for a week? <laughs> well, usually I don't really like to do breaks, but I just felt like since we had been dating for so long and I I didn't want to like rip off the bandit and break up, I thought that a break would be the best. But what were the rules of the break? Just no communication. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't talk to him for so a week. So you didn't talk to him for a week. <laughs> yeah. And then and what I happened think- at the end of the week? Like problem solved? <laughs> Well, we had like a conversation and then I kind of was more leaning towards breaking up. But after talking, we decided to stick it out longer. And it's been really great since our break. Like he's, it, it feels totally different. So I think it works, but I don't know. There's one part of your sort of hmm. note to us that's just that's a little concerning to me. Okay, Mm -hmm. where you say you talk about wanting to move in or the opportunity to maybe live on your own. And when it comes to moving in, you say, but I think that this would be a good opportunity to see if we would actually work out before you move in with somebody. You need to know that it's going to work. Mm -hmm. This that moving in with somebody is not a test to find out if you guys are going to survive. Yeah. You should want to move in with somebody. And, 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 you know, this isn't a roommate situation, right? This is somebody that yeah. you're in a relationship with. You should want to move in with them because you want to live with them. You shouldn't want to move in with somebody to see if the relationship is going to stand it. Yeah. Or is this like an excuse because you want to move out of your parents' place? Not an excuse, but because you said... It's convenient. What, yeah, it's convenient. Like, because you want to... In your note to us, you said, like, should you live with him or just live on your own? Is this just a way for you to get out of your parents' house? No, well, I, I want... Regardless whether I live with him or not, I'm going to move out because gotcha. I could okay. afford to live in a place by myself. But huh. it's just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to move in with him, obviously, but I think after talking to my family and everything, that's why I've started to become hesitant. Uh, don't let your family have too much influence over this. I mean, if they're if they're pissed off at the guy because he doesn't have a driver's like he doesn't have a car yet, like screw that. That's just <laughs> that's so unreasonable. Um, it's you can't. It's just that's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But if you this is all on you, right? Like I wouldn't worry about what your parents say. You know, if if do you love this guy, uh, yeah. Nah. Uh, I, I, yeah or yeah <laughs> or sort no, of do. sort I, of i do i do that's why i think i we've been together for so long because you there think problems. does he love you yes yeah that's i know that for sure okay you don't sound 100 percent sure about any of this yeah i think if I you're think gonna move out i think if you're gonna move out just move out on your own and keep dating this guy and see if if this is the like your person if he's the one that you really want to be with or you may want to be with him but to see if this relationship is going to last or if it can last. Yeah. Okay. You just don't sound normally when you're about to move in with somebody, you are so bloody excited. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, sound like you, you're trying to convince yourself that moving in with this guy is going to make things better. I think it might. And I think that's why I'm trying to convince myself, but 
I don't know. I'm also very indecisive as a person. So yeah, I, I if you have the opportunity to live on your own and you can afford it and you're not going to be struggling and all that other stuff, uh, I would mm-hmm. say go for that and try that for a little while. Okay. And then and then maybe like get well, the place get the place on your own, right? Yeah. Like if you really want to move out, get the place on your own. And then maybe have like him like come over, like stay over a couple times, right? Just so you can test test the waters of, of what it's like living with a, another person because I do think it is important for two people to live together. Um, mm-hmm. to, to get used to being in each other's spaces um, before deciding whether or not it's going to work or if it can work. Yeah. Did yeah, you- that's what I was thinking because then at least if it was like horrible living together, then I would know earlier on. Do you guys have sleepovers and stuff like that at your houses? No, we're not. I'm, my family's very strict, so okay, wait, we're not that- really allowed to do that. Okay, so have you ever slept like in the same bed with him? Oh, yeah. Like we'll go on trips together and stuff like weekends, but he's never really slept in my bed here or vice versa really huh yeah i i would i'd go at it for a little while on your own and then uh and and maybe even you know he can stay with you for a little while or whatever it is but uh but i i I, to me and maybe i'm wrong you just sound a little too on the fence about all this yeah okay you know moving in with somebody like you should be counting down the days because you cannot wait but you seem yeah you you seem to think that this is going to fix an already wonky relationship yeah yeah okay okay that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck, Teresa. Right. Love you lots. Thank you. Love you guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Uh, you got to read this note that uh, you and your wife, Jenna Mocha, mm-hmm. do like nice little things for each other. Catherine and I do too, but I think that you and Jenna do. Does she pack a Does she pack a lunch for you or do you do that? No, I actually do that myself. You actually do that? Which uh-huh. is actually quite shocking to me because the way that I know the two of you, I figure she would be. No, she she knows what I like. Yeah. And she will buy all the stuff during our grocery orders. Right. But I prepare everything. You, you prepare the night everything. before, put it in the fridge. Um, when she would go to work, um, I would prepare some stuff for her as well and like put in the fridge. So it would be like her stuff and my stuff together. Right. Um, David Beckham uh, packed up Victoria Beckham's lunch for her. Oh, when like she a, a menu when, when she no 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 when she when she went off um and they've been together forever uh-huh. David Beckham and Victoria Beckham and I don't know what was going on in the house that day mm-hmm. but he slipped a note into her lunch uh-huh. and what he wrote her was enjoy lunch a hole come home happier lots of love you know who no <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that I would never do that and then I would write little notes like those times where where I would put her lunch beside mine, I would get like a little post-it note, a little sticky note and put like, I love you. Enjoy your lunch. But if she was in a terrible mood, you'd never say, enjoy your lunch, a-hole. No, no? I would say, I, I would actually say, yeah. um, I hope you have a great day. I oh, love you. oh, really? Yeah. I would oh. just leave it at that. You see, I'm more on the David Beckham side of things. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then Victoria Beckham, um, posted that and, uh, sent it out with, uh, saying, uh, even when I'm grumpy, he looks after me. Thank you so much for lunch, David Aww. Beckham. So she was. But that's got to be the nature. That's got to be the nature of their relationship, yes. right? Like they yes. probably not in a hostile way, but like no, right? Like no. talk to each other that They're way. Not, like right now, you're being a whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yes. Like maybe you need an hour to go and right. Do you deal with those yeah. feelings and then come back? And if we need, have you dog, ever, have you ever called your wife Jenna an a hole? I have never. No, 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 no. no, no. no. no I've never oh. said like nothing like that. Oh no, no. no. Like you? what about even joking around? Like um, 
Like half joking, half joking. What if half? What about half joking around? No, like she. No, 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 no. No. I <laughs> no. She said like to me. Yeah. Just last week, she said I was being a D. Yeah. 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 She's but like, you what? would never. No, because oh. I was like kind of snarky or something. I, yeah. I made. I was like in a bad mood. Yeah. And then I said, I can't. I don't even know what it was about. But you don't have it in you to say to say that to her though, right? No. Like you never be like. Bro, I would feel so. No, I would no? feel so bad. Yeah. No. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> But like not even, but like not even under your breath. Like you've never, I would never say it under my breath. I would only say it to her. Like I've called Catherine things before. She's called me things before. She's like all the time, Uh right? All the time. Um, But uh, Jenna will say like, you know, you're kind of being a real mm, right now. Yeah. But you would never though. And I would like stand there, and, <laughs> like I wouldn't even say like yeah, well, like, you know, like like you too sometimes. <laughs> you wouldn't, you could not. No. You don't have that in you. No, no. I'd probably, you just take it. I'd probably like get in the car, drive forty five minutes to this building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to the underground parking. Yeah. And then you know that long hallway that we have, and yeah. then there's like a secret kind of like bathroom. Unless you work yeah. here, you know that the yeah. bathrooms there. Yeah. yeah. I'd go into that bathroom, and then there's that one stall. Yeah. I'd go there, yeah. stand in the corner, yeah. and probably, like, face the corner, and under my breath, be like, you know, you're kind of being a little <laughs> right now, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I no, you it. can't. <laughs> I, yeah, you don't have that in you. You don't no. have that in you. But Read that, that note again. But that was, that? So this David was the note. So David Beckham, if you're just, if you're just <laughs> getting with us here, uh, David Beckham uh, and Victoria Beckham, so... I don't know what was going on in the house, but when Victoria Beckham was leaving, David sent her off with her lunch, and in her lunch, he put a note, and he wrote, enjoy lunch, a-hole, come home happier, lots of love, you know who, and then she wrote, and then she put it on Instagram and wrote, even when I'm grumpy, he looks after me, thank you so much, David. Uh, That's what love looks like. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Hi. So I have a joke. For Maury, I have a riddle for Maury, and I have a question for Roz. Okay, you got a joke, a riddle, and a question. Well, uh, why don't we start with the question first? Let's start with the question first. Okay, so... Wait, I, I have a question. What's your name? <laughs> Eva. And how old are I, you? I'm nine. I think I talked to you last year on my birthday. Oh, oh wonderful. Well, welcome back, Eva. Um, mm. What is your question for Roz? Um, why, like, he only plays, like, a motion and then, and, like, pinched in 30 seconds or less. Why doesn't he play? Mm, interesting question. Well, he does play mouth charades. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, he loses a mouth charade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. wow. I think the re- well, maybe fear of losing, maybe, which is why he doesn't want to play the other games? Mm, yeah, maybe. Cool. Okay. So wow. What's your joke? I, for I, you know what's so great is that <laughs> is that I didn't have to say any, I didn't have to say a word through any of that. That was awesome. That was right. so great. Uh, what's your joke for Damon Mori? So, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Cause it's Friday. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Wait. Is, what? Is think, Friday? Think, can you explain? Yeah. Can you explain it to Mori? Yeah. Okay. So. And to Razamoka. Leave <laughs> me out of this. I got it. I understand, kids. You jokes. got it? Of course I did. Go ahead. Explain it. The reason why the chicken crossed the road, because, like, it's Friday, and, like, we're not talking about Friday as in the week. We're talking about 
frying a chicken. Oh, gotcha. Because it was Friday. Yeah, okay. That's why he yeah. Dipped. Basically, he dipped, yeah. right? He's right. on the lamb. Okay, okay. Chicken oh, run. Yeah, he crossed the road to get away. Yes. Okay, uh, so what is now your riddle for Damon Mori? So, there are two kids. One name is John and one name is Jess. What is their mom's name? Okay, say it again. There are two kids. There are two kids. John and Jess. What is their mom's name? John and Jess, what is the mom's name? There are two yes. kids. What is the mom's name? There are two kids named mm-hmm. John and Jess. What is the mom's name? Any idea, Maury? No. Go on. What is it, Ava? What? What is, oh, what mom's is name? the mom's name? You have to think really hard on that oh, one. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Got that him. you, my love, came to the wrong place for that. <laughs> uh, nine-year-old Eva, we love you. Thank you very much for hanging out on the Ron Zamoka Show. Like Feel free to call us anytime, is okay? The mom's name. Like, you okay. could. All right, you take could. care. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Keanu Reeves was at the premiere of the new Matrix movie. Resurrections. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, because it was the Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded, the Matrix... Comes back. (laughs) The Matrix rides again, right? Son of the Matrix. Yeah. Right. The, oh, the Matrix uh, on vacation? Yeah. What is it? Revolutions. Revolutions. Thank oh. you. That's what it was. Yes. Dance Dance Matrix Revolutions. Yes. 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 That yes, one yes. went straight to the DVD. Uh, but this one is like, it's been a long time since they had done the, uh, since they had done the Matrix. And um, um, so pumped because both uh, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves just, they look so good. Yeah. Right. They just look like Neo and Trinity and it just, it just hits like it's home, you know? Um, so awesome. Matrix uh, Resurrections is out on Wednesday. Neil Patrick Harris is also in the movie. Yes. Jada Pinkett Smith is in the movie. Yeah. Christina Ricci is in the movie. Priyanka Chopra Jonas is in the movie. Yeah. Uh, damn it, Maury, catching up with uh, Keanu Reeves on the red carpet last night. All right. Keanu Reeves, how are you? I'm doing all right this evening. How are oh, you? It is so good to see you. It is so good to see you. Okay, I got to ask you this, though. When they gave you the call that they wanted to do this movie, did you laugh a little? Because with all due respect, you was dead in the first one. I was dead. <laughs> I said the same thing to the director. I'm dead. And she was like, <laughs> Are you? <laughs> oh, are oh. you sure? Hot twist. And hence the, the title of the film, Matrix, Resurrections. Um, and I think how she deals with that issue is is folded into the into the film wonderfully. Now, have you for ET Canada? Have yeah. you talked to Keanu? I've Reeves talked to Keanu Reeves before. Is he yeah. always? Like, he's very much like kind of just mellow, chill, okay. subdued a little. Keanu Reeves does movies because movies are fun, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Keanu Reeves does everything he does because he enjoys himself doing it, right? Yeah. So you never, there's never a side of Keanu Reeves where you're like, oof, like ever. He's uh-huh. just Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is when you, like the, the guy you think you hope you meet when you meet Keanu Reeves for the first time is exactly the guy you get. Okay. Yeah. All right. Always. Um, It wasn't that long ago that Madonna was on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. Yes. Talking about things uh growing up and 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 turning down like roles that she regrets uh offers to that she either turned down or didn't get and the matrix came up listen to this but i I also turned down the role of mate in the matrix 
Can you believe that? Do, you do. I want to kill myself. Oh, stop. No, seriously. You're Madonna. You That's don't, like you one don't of the best regret movies ever anything. I, I, you don't regret anything. Look I, at you. A teeny tiny part of me regrets just that one moment in my life. But even still, like, how do you know that a movie or a franchise is going to take off the way it does, right? You don't. Well, everybody else did. Oh, wow. Not to make Madonna feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim brought that up, that fun fact up Here with Keanu Reeves. Can you imagine the Matrix if both Will Smith and Madonna didn't turn the roles down? Would you have done the Matrix with Madonna? Would I have done? Because she recently said in an interview she was offered the role in the Matrix but turned okay. it down. It's her biggest regret. She ever said it was her biggest regret. Wow. Yeah, I mean, whoever the directors at the time, directors would have, you know felt was were the person for the role i would have been happy to work with them absolutely oh that would have been amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very political way <laughs> to give an answer more more, more the, my, my favorite is one like maury's so excited and then the person answering is like not really that excited but maury's like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> he's like yo calm down man david maury with keanu reeves last night dude congratulations this uh, we're so excited you must be so happy that people are still thirsty for these movies yeah, it's, uh, I'm really grateful for that. I was grateful to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've run into quite a few people who feel like the trilogy changed their lives in such a positive way. So to be here with Resurrections and, you know, feel that excitement and, and anticipation uh, is, is rare. I'm taking it in. And uh, grateful, and thank you, and hopefully if you see the film, you enjoy it, and more than, you know, more. I hope it, uh, I hope it can inspire. That is Jeez, Keanu Reeves, man. The Matrix Resurrections, out on uh, Wednesday. Cannot mm. wait. That's going to be good. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Catherine, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Oh, just to get it out there, this is not Catherine like Raza's girlfriend, Catherine. No, but good name, though. I friggin' hope not. Um, Okay, so um, where and when does your story take place? Where do we start here? So we start with, um, so this was a couple years ago. Um, My husband and I were huge New England Patriots fans, and they were playing in Buffalo. So we decided... Well, I decided to surprise him with tickets. So Sunday morning, we wake up. The weather's beautiful. Um, Cars loaded with food. Um, Cooler is stocked with beer for tailgating and everything. Oh, yeah. You got Um, your table? Because Bill's Mafia like to jump through those tables. That's true. They do. (laughs) They do, but we don't. Okay. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's our hell of a story. We're not true Bill's Mafia. So you you guys are all packed up, ready to head to Buffalo for the football game, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So what happens? So get to the game, front row seats, in the end zone, pretty good chance we're going to be on TV. Nice. Right. Okay. Um, throughout the day, we get a touchdown in our end zone, and we're celebrating. I'm like, oh, my God, this happened right in front of us. And during the celebrations, I dropped my phone onto the field. Okay. I, we, I end up getting my phone back. No big deal. Um, weekend was fine. Come home. Everything is great. Fast forward two months later, and I get a knock on the door from my town's police, saying police. that another from the police. They're looking that another town that I've never been in is looking for me. They give me a call the next day, and they're like, "There's a warrant out for your arrest for assault." What? I'm thinking this is like one of those fake calls. You know what I mean? Like we're all under arrest. Or like somebody stole your identity or something like this, right? That's 
Well, that's what I had thought initially when they were knocking on my door. I thought it was identity being stolen. So anyways, I get that phone call. They're like, yeah, on such and such date, um, you assaulted so-and-so at so-and-so place. And the date was the day that I was at the football game. But in Buffalo, like, does it line up? No, not at all. It was somewhere completely different. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, you have the wrong person. I wasn't even in the country. Well, like, what happens when you walk into the police station? Like, do you just go into a room and they sit and talk to you? Like, what's the protocol? What happened to you? They immediately put me in handcuffs and they, like, it was tight. I'm like, you don't even have my statement. You, like, they just assumed I was guilty before I was in it before I even try to prove innocence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so that you're in cuffs, they bring you into a room and they tell you that you somebody's accusing you of assault. Do you get to ask who? Yes. So I asked them, I'm like, who is pressing these charges? And they said my ex boyfriend's name. Oh, and what? Like I've been with my husband for twelve years now. Wait a second. Your ex boyfriend accused you twelve years after you were together of assaulting him? Like 13 years, yeah. 13 years later? Yeah. Uh, so obviously at this point now, what, you have to try and clear your name? Yes. But at this point, they're like, we have video of Video? What? <laughs> they have video of you assaulting your a guy you haven't been with in 13 years, and it's recent video. Yeah. You can obviously ask to see the video, right? Um, I did, and they said no. Yeah. So they wouldn't show me the video. Bruh, I listen to too many crime podcasts to know that that video does not exist. So so what do you do? What are your options at that yeah. point? So I brought, because I was in Buffalo that weekend and I was in Niagara Falls, I brought all my receipts. Like, I brought everything that I had from what we did that weekend to prove that I wasn't even in the country. Because I told them, look at my passport. Like, I wasn't in the country, and they're like, no, we can't do that. So I'm like, okay, uh, What about looking at your camera roll on your phone to look at pictures <laughs> that you guys were taking, like in Niagara Falls and stuff? They still weren't convinced wow. that, that, that just even by selfies, right? It was more or less a done deal. Like, they were telling me what was going to happen, next steps. And I said, okay, before you process me, before you think of me, because my life is done once that happens. Yeah. Like, I said, I have one more piece of evidence. So, you know how I dropped my phone on the field, right? Yeah. yeah. My dad at home was watching the game, saw me drop my phone on the field, and recorded it and said to on video to my mom and sister, hey, look, there's Catherine dropping her phone on the field. <gasps> and identified me being in that place, and that's how I got out of it. So, you had, the officer. you had that video? Yes. So, who assaulted your ex? It was at a protest. So this girl who kind of looked like me from the nose up, but her face was covered. Um, Yeah, she looks like me. And in the video, he was identifying me. He was like, Catherine, don't do this. Don't do this. And she was responding to Catherine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yo, what are the chances? What if that assaulter, what if her name was actually Catherine? Oh, my God. So all he saw was eyebrows, forehead, and hair and thought it was his ex. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what happened then? So you're at the police station. You show them the the, the video, the footage of you in Buffalo at the Bills game. And then the police say what? And he just, like, was dumbfounded. And he was just like, well, I guess you're not arrested anymore. So did you have you, I don't know, like, do you reach out to your ex-boyfriend at this point? Or no, you just let that go? Uh, You know what? It was, we wanted to, like, do something like against him like 
a civil suit or something because like he blasted me all over Twitter. Oh my God. Damn. (laughs) Posting my, like the photo of like a screenshot from the video. (laughs) Did the woman look like you? Be honest, Catherine. Like 13 years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. But not now, huh? (laughs) Guys living in the past. Not now. I mean, I've gained a couple pounds, but like, no, like she was skinny, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Damn girl. Well, Um, that, uh, that is a hell of a story. Jesus. Thank you. Catherine, Thank you very much for joining us on Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Thank you, guys. Take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Alicia. What's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi, Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Why are you reaching out to us? What's on your mind? Um, I have a friend who's dating someone our dad's age, and I'm a little bit worried about it. Oh, so yeah, you were says, hey, Roz and Mocha, <laughs> uh, fix my life. I got a friend who is my age in her early 30s. She's dating someone who is in their mid 50s. He's the same age as our dad's. She's an amazing person, so kind and caring, but I'm worried she's settling and underestimating her own value. Uh, how can I address this with her, or is this none of my business? Hmm. Why do you think it is your business? Um, just because I know that when friends have left their partners in the past, somehow, somehow truths come out, mm-hmm. and then friends will always tell you, like, I wish somebody told me this before, so... I'm wondering if this is the same type of situation where sure, she wished he, she had an outsider's perspective or is, not. Is it a lousy guy or is he just older? Um, he's nice to her, but he's not the greatest of guys. To, what do you mean? Do like you mean? to other people or to you or to your friends? Uh, just in general, like the feedback that goes around in the circle is that he's... Uh, he's just not the nicest guy, but he, he seems to be really nice to her. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. What does she say about him to you guys? Uh, she's head over heels. Yeah. Okay. But so I don't understand what your concern is though. Uh, because she seems to be the type of person to see the good in everyone. And I'm worried she's seeing the best in someone who is not the best. So hold on here. <laughs> okay. So you, you're, you're, I think that you're, you're shifting here. I think that you're using the, the, reality that he is much older than her to mask the fact that you just don't like her new boyfriend. I'm just concerned that she's not considering all of her options. And I'm and I'm personally uncomfortable with the fact that he's so much older. Like he's the age of our dad. But why are you but who cares how comfortable you are with it? Okay. Well no <laughs> because I'm in just, your in your note to fine. us, even though you're saying to us on the phone that you're fine with it, in your note to us you said because the guy is your dad's age. Yes. So you just think it's gross? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. why you just say why that? Why just say that? Girl. There used, to be, there used to be a hashtag that would pop up every now and then on Twitter, and I believe it was hashtag uh, husband not dad. Oh, damn. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was women who were like in their 20s and 30s who were dating, you know, guys who were, you know, much older than they were. And um, I, I think that if, if you are 18 and you start dating like a 40-year-old, you know what I mean? Uh, that is great cause for concern. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you're in your 30s, okay, and you date somebody who's in their 40s or even 50s, once you hit those 30s, uh, all bets are off, for God's sake. Like, you're, you're, it's not like she's, she's not a kid. Okay. But when you so say, is- <laughs> when you, when you say she, you're worried that she's settling and underestimating her own value, um, do you mean because she can do better than this guy? Yes. 
100%. And when you say better than this guy, you really just mean younger than this guy. Not necessarily. Um, Uh, Yeah, you do. You liar. Okay, okay. so so (laughs) when you say better, what do you mean better? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess a better reputation. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I've only met him a handful of times, but I'm not yeah. a big fan on how people perceive him. And You're not a fan of how people perceive him? Yes. Was he nice? Was he nice to you? Like when you guys all hung out? Um, very standoffish, I guess. Like not very interested in us or conversation or but there's an age gap there yeah because he's he's 50 yeah okay, okay. he's your dad's age is, is your dad interested in what you and your girlfriends talk about uh no no yeah. <laughs> right also alicia minor on their business <laughs> right? like, okay yeah no like, I, I i would be i would be i would i would think that you would have a better argument if we were dealing with somebody who is like 18 19 dating somebody who's like 45 okay but you guys are in your 30s for god's sake um and you know, people find love, you know, all in all sorts of different ways. If if he's good to her and he's a nice guy and he's not a creep and, you know, he doesn't have, you know, a couple of these women, you know, on the side and he's not cheating on her and he's not lousy and he's not going to steal from her. I, what do you like? Who cares? Right. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't like yeah. you guys because you're so mean to him. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's standoffish because yeah. you guys hate him. Yeah. He's like, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is he, is he good? Is he good looking? Uh, I don't know if I can comment on that. That's very uh, objective. Your, your whole reasoning is judging this man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like you're going to judge him for everything else. Is he a good looking guy? Good looking older guy? Um, not for me. <laughs> wow. So you don't like your, the fact that your friend is dating somebody who's old and ugly. <laughs> is that right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Alicia, mind your goddamn business. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay, cool. Later, Thank you. Love, love you. Bye bye. Very hard things. Very hard things. Rising mochas. Very hard things. Very hard things with the Dammits. Dammit Maury and his husband, Dammit Matthew. Yes. Um, this has become quite popular on the Razamoka show. Uh, Maury and Matthew love to, they fight and they bicker and they disagree and all this stuff. And, and it makes for great comedy and all that other stuff. And the task is always to give um, the Dammits, Maury and Matthew, something to describe, something simple that we all sort of live our lives knowing, but when you actually have to try and figure out how to explain why something is or how something works, it is very difficult. Um, In the past, uh, they've had to explain how a bicycle stays up. Yeah. uh, What color is a mirror? Which is very difficult to do, by the way. Define the word the. Right. (laughs) Uh, Explain how fish breathe. Yeah. Explain how whistling works. Right. Explain how sight works. Thank you. Um, What is vinegar? Very hard things of the past. So over the holidays for Christmas, I gave um, Maury and Matthew, damn it, Matthew and Maury, this, which is a lock. It is um, this big metal cylinder, and it's a combination lock with letters on it. Mm-hmm. And you have to get cor- correctly guess the six 
letter code in order to open it. And then inside of this was their their gift. Yeah, basically. Um, It looks like something straight out of a Marvel superhero movie. Yeah, it holds the secrets to the universe, this thing. And it probably weighs about it like it's about a pound and a half, maybe two pounds. Like Thanos would be looking for that. Thank you. Yes. And inside was their gift. And all they had to do was follow the clues and easy peasy uh, crack the code. (laughs) Easy peasy, you say. What is this? A box of chocolates? Oh, I would love that. Chocolates. A box Maybe. of chocolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, very hard thing. <laughs> oh my god. What's he this? sent us to the cabin with very hard things Christmas edition. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, oh my god. No. What's what that? Is that? Like a, it's like a lockbox. The damage inside this puzzle is $100 cash. What? (laughs) If you break it, the money will be destroyed. You can't unscrew it, and there is no trick to it. Just solve it. You don't have to share the money. Solve the riddle, get the money. Clue. You can be one, you can become one, you can have one. Oh my God, this can be anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, and maybe people can help out too if you want to text us. Okay, so it's six letters. Yes. And the clue again is you can be one, you can become one, you can have one. So the Dammits are trying their best to crack this code now. A love. You can be loved. Wait, does the word have to be one, two, three, four, five, six letters long? Yeah. L O V E E T. You can be loved. You can be. Where's loved, the line over right here? You can't have loved. You can have loved. Yeah, you could have loved once in your life. Okay, try that. L. Oh my God. Why is it like? What if we never solve this and years go by? Then we never get money. No, you know what? I bet you he didn't put any money in here. And there's nothing. I bet you. Oh no. L O V E. Oh my God! Loved is not six letters. It's five. <laughs> Damn it! Hold on. You can be an ass. You can be beca- what? A S S. You no. can be an ass. You can become an ass. You can have an ass. Ass too big. A S S. B I T C H. No, one letter too short. B I. <laughs> Diva, D-I-V-A, no. Jewish. That doesn't make any sense. You can be Jewish, you can become Jewish, and you can have you a can Jewish have Jewish? Person. Yeah, you can have Jewish food. Roz wouldn't put Jewish. <laughs> what if it's parent? You can be a parent, become a parent, have a parent. Or is it parent? Because we're parents to the dog. No, he hates that. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh my God, did something click? Wait, P-A-R? That R won't move. I think this is broken to begin with. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just and just so, just so you know, Mocha, right? Yeah. Okay, so so here, look, look. Just just so you know, uh-huh. right? Oh my God. Okay. Yo, so, you just opened it. And yeah. a, okay. Is that a hundred dollars? Yeah. In there? Just just so you know, Yo. right there. Yeah. That is the hundred dollar bill. Oh my God. Okay, wrapped in a little bow. Okay. I'm gonna take the hundred dollars. I'm gonna yeah. put the hundred dollars right back inside. Wow. 
I'm going to take this. I'm going to put it right back in, and I'm going to wind it back it up. up again, and it is all locked up. So the clue, once again, is you can be one, you can become one, you can have one. Correct. And it's a, a six-letter six word that the Damons had to try to crack this code in order to get the $100. Right. So they took a break from what we just heard. <laughs> okay. And, and decided to, it? to go back to it <laughs> later on in the evening as they're enjoying some pizza. Okay. okay, should we try this again? I have had enough. I have tried like 15 words. Can I at least eat my dinner in peace? I know, but there's $100 and I want to try this. I've thought of more words. I've worked hard on that, worth more than $100 already all my time. Did you give yourself three slices? No, two slices of pizza. <laughs> Those are two big slices of pizza. I only got two and they're small. I cut it in fours. Well, your fours look a lot bigger than mine. So, <laughs> wow. so they started arguing about pizza okay. and abandoned the idea. So they okay. left it for the night and then a few days later so, went back to try and guess the word. So if you're if you're just joining us, uh, I gave the Dammit's Maury and his husband Matthew a, a puzzle. It's like a long metal cylinder and there's six letters across it for the code to open it. And inside was $100 and whoever, which one of them solved it... Uh, would get the $100, and they spent their entire holiday trying to do it, and uh, the $100 is still inside. How do you spell alibi? <laughs> I don't know. What if it's that? Alibi? I don't know how to spell alibi. A-L-I-B-Y. Married? M-A-R-R-I-E-D. No. He needs to give us another clue. Can you text him and just tell him <laughs> no. we need one more clue? You really think he would give us a clue after buying this contraption? Can't he just tell us the first letter only? No. I want to, like... Tell I, us the last letter. No, I want to finally get something right. Well, it's been a couple days and it ain't happening. <laughs> so, okay, so they didn't do it. So the conclusion is that, uh, at least to the Dammits, is that they weren't able to figure out what no. the, the, the six-letter word is. To open up that that to crack the code and get the hundred dollars that's inside that. And thing. again, the clue is that they've been working so very hard to try and figure out. The clue is you can be one, you can become one, you can have one. Before you give the answer, here's what people are texting into us. One person said lawyer. A bunch of people said the word person. Someone said sister. Someone said is the answer. Damn it. <laughs> A bunch of other people said is the word friend. Um, parent is the other answer, and father, did I say that, father? Or mother or father, um, wow. is, yeah. Six letters, and again, the clue is you can be one, you can become one, you can have one. David Moore, are you there? Are you ready for the answer? Wait, no, are you going to give me the, no, I don't want the answer. <laughs> it's good, because I'm not going to give it to you. Oh, oh, you're not? No! Oh! Well, no. this is going back to the dammits. Oh no! Yes. What? I'm not giving it to Can him. Can you right try now. one right now for me, Roz? Yeah. Maury. Woo! Roz and Mocha's very, very hard things from Sony Picture Studios. It's America's game. <laughs> My God! Can Come you imagine? On. Come on! Hearing that every single night yeah, for man. the past. Forty years. Yeah, it's incredible. I had no idea Wheel of Fortune has been around that long, which means Vanna White has been in our lives for that long. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, the running celebrity wheel right now, Sunday nights at nine on CTV. Uh, Damon Mori had a chance to talk to Vanna White 
And I don't know if you remember, Jared Leto was on Ellen recently talking about growing up who his celebrity crushes were. Yes. And right. he had mentioned, right. one of the names he had mentioned was Vanna White. Listen to this. Oh, my God. Dreams do come true. It's Vanna White. Wow. Like, can I buy a vowel or what? This is so cool. I'll give you one. Oh. What, for free? Okay. Yes. I love it. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this or not, and I want your honest answer on this. So Jared Leto recently told Ellen that you were his celebrity crush growing up. Anything you'd like to say to Jared Leto? I love you. <laughs> no. oh, damn. I do. Um, I admire him so much. He's so talented. He really is. Wow, I didn't know that. You made my day. Do you realize how Maury has absolutely no skills to deal with somebody expressing emotion? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Go play play the beginning of that when when, she, when he says he because he's setting it up like let's have some fun. I need yeah, a fun yeah. joke. When she says I love you, listen to Maury's reaction. Oh my God, dreams do come true. It's Vanna White. Wow. Like, can I buy a vowel or what? This is so cool. I'll give you one. What, for free? Okay. Yes. So listen I to this it. now. Listen Everything's to this. going I don't great. know if you heard yeah. this or listen not. To this. And I want your honest answer on this. So Jared Leto recently told Ellen that you were his celebrity crush growing up. Anything you'd like to say to Jared Leto? I love you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> What's so funny about that? <laughs> like she's, you know saying, I mean? she's saying, "I you to Jared Leto," and Maury, he doesn't know how he to react. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Doesn't know how to deal with somebody expressing emotion at all. I love you. Maury <laughs> 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 just threw his hands up in the air in the other room. You okay in there? I don't know. I'm not used to hearing emotion. No, that's exactly what I just said. You just you said that. You don't know. You're you also no skills. don't know. You, like hearing skills. I love you. More with the legendary Vanna White. I read that you recently got whacked in the head by a confetti gun on set. <laughs> Is that the worst accident that's ever happened on Wheel of Fortune? No, we've had a bunch of accidents that happen. One time I literally missed the last step going down to congratulate the winner who had just won a brand new car. You just saw me disappear behind the car. I fell on my face. So I get up, I brush myself off, I walk over to congratulate him, and he says, did you have a nice trip? <laughs> okay. Again. Okay. <laughs> You just can't be normal for a second, huh? <laughs> Wait, I love it. Huh? What'd you say? I said, it's Vanna White. I'm yeah. kind of I like, know. I know. I know. Were you nervous? Very. Very. Yeah, yeah. this is Maury's nervous laugh, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why were you, why were you so nervous? Why were you so nervous, Maury? Because I, like, this woman's been in my life since I was three. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like, you never think you're going to talk to Vanna White, and then you do, and she's like, you know, sitting there on set talking to you, and it's just very surreal. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the early episodes of Wheel of Fortune, you physically had to turn the letters. Now you touch the screen. How does that work? Do you do you know the puzzle? Do you know the answers in advance? Is that touch screen? Like, how involved are you with knowing what's going on? I do know the puzzles beforehand. And only my touch lights them up. No one else's. That's Just... good to know. A lot of people want to know that. <laughs> no, really, I do have to touch it to make it light up. Um, but I will not turn a letter unless it lights up first. So, you know, if you if there's three L's, 
I'll see ding, ding, and then I touch them after they light. And those, those boxes are basically TV monitors turned to the side. I didn't even think about that. Mm. Yeah, I guess you'd have to know the answer to know where to... To stand in order to flip the letters or yeah. make the letters appear. Also, there's there's also there's really no she can't affect the game in any way, right? Unless she accidentally exposed a letter. But it's like why, to hold that from Vanna White, I think, would just be cruel. She would now, feel yeah, very I gotta ask you this: you know, has there ever been a time when you're standing and you 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 can't obviously you can't wink, you can't give any clues, but have you ever wanted to like yell at somebody because it's so obvious what the answer is and you're just dying to yell at them that you're like, come on. Yes, I do. I keep saying, call the M. I'm not saying that. In my mind, I'm saying that, trying to give them some, you know, mental telepathy or whatever you call that. Uh, But, you know, these these contestants, they're not familiar with cameras and people in the audience and this big stage and Pat and Vanna. So they're like, they're nervous and they're scared. So... You know, they go through a lot. So I think half the time it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't they freeze. What do I do? So they're not always thinking straight. It's not like sitting in your living room at home, if you know what I mean. Well, there you go. Some nice uh, behind the, the scenes uh, info legend. from the legend Vanna White. Uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune airs Sundays at nine on uh, on CTV. And uh, just because I want to hear it again. Yeah. I love you. this is the Roz and mocha show podcast i gotta play this christina ricci clip on ellen where her husband made an executive decision on behalf of the couple do you ever do that an executive decision yeah um i have in the past like when when something starts off as a conversation as a collaboration and then you just sort of decide for the two of you Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. how's that go over i don't do it anymore you don't So here, listen to this you, one. Do you? Oh, Catherine does all the time. Mm-hmm. I know um, where you get pissed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen to Christina Ricci. This was all about uh, naming their daughter because Christina Ricci just had a, she just had a kid, uh, Cleo. So listen to this. Yeah, I had a baby less than a month ago, and um, yeah. <laughs> so I can, yeah, my, you're here. My first time out of the house. And her name oh. is Cleo. Cleo. Cleopatra. It's right. my long name. All right. <laughs> Cleopatra, but you're going to call her Cleo. We were. We were going to call her Cleo. And then right before I had a C-section and right before when they were preparing me and they started talking about how we had to fill out uh, birth certificate stuff, my husband was like, well, we're going to give her a full name, right? And then the nickname's Cleo. And I was like, well, Cleopatra? And he was like, yeah, the full name's Cleopatra. And I was, I was sort of like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll talk about this later. But then he got so excited that he put it on Instagram and then media outlets picked up that her name was Cleopatra Ricci Hampton. And uh, so I guess I was like, oh, I guess I guess her name's Cleopatra. (laughs) So that's when you decided when you were preparing to deliver her is what her full name would be. You didn't talk about I thought it would be Cleo. Right. And y'all, you just didn't go further in the conversation with that. Exactly. And then I was like, well, we'll we'll figure this out later. But he figured it out while I was too late. Oh, no. And that's a big. That's a big decision. That's a big executive decision. Lifelong. Deepa, you've been married how long now? About four months. Are you the executive? (laughs) About. I know. I know. It's so great because it's so new, right? Yeah. Um, Who's the executive decision maker in the house? Like if, if something happens, if you guys have a conversation where you're like, okay, let's put a pin in this, who's most likely to then go ahead and just make the decision on behalf of the couple? 
it's definitely me yeah. and i hate to admit that and i've been trying to work on me trying to be better but it has not worked whatsoever what are you what are you working on specifically in in that okay. situation go ahead can i tell you something i feel a little bit guilty about um when we were getting married yeah uh, Thalal was having a debate about whether he should keep his beard or not because he likes his beard. He right. looks a lot older when he shaves. He looks like a 12 year old and he also looks like my brother when he does it. So he's like, yeah, you know, I think I want to keep my beard for the wedding. And I was like, mm, clean shaven is probably the better look for like 10 years down the line because you're not going to regret looking like like sleek and handsome. And I felt really bad because wow. he wanted to keep it. And then wow. he shaved Oh no, he <laughs> like, Wow. No. So he legit looked like your brother? Wow. Oh, what yes. if, what if in 10 what, years? What if, okay, well, just for a minute, just for one second. What if, like, what if he looked at you on, like, mm-hmm. the, on your wedding day and was like, you know what? I've really been thinking about it. And I'm thinking that, like, in 10 years from now, you're really, really going to appreciate the, the fact that I'm going to heavily insist that you go with pigtails because oh, you look no. much, you look much younger in pigtails. No, I get what you're saying, and I definitely did him dirty. You did him yeah. dirty. Yeah, in ten years, he's gonna look back. He's gonna he won't let you forget. Does this. he have a, Does he have a beard now? He does. He grew it back. He so it he back. had a beard. You made him shave it for the wedding, and then he just immediately grew the beard back. Well, I would like to think it was a joint decision. Like I didn't shave it. Did that um, sound like a joint decision? <laughs> One day, <laughs> it was gone. People. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you remember when yeah. Pokemon Go was a big thing and like took over everybody's okay, lives remi- for a little while? Okay, just remind me now when that was because I have lost all sense like of 20, time. 16, 27. No, hell no. It was yeah, after man. that. No, 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 no. No? Uh-uh. Like 20, yeah, 16, because I remember the summer of 2016, it took over like everybody and like celebrities were getting in on it, downloading the app to their phones and then going out into the real world looking for the little Pokemon characters. 2016, that was the light, that was the, the last great year, huh? We say this all the time. That was the last great year we had. Really? Yep. No. Yep. No. Yeah, it was. the last great. 2016? It has not been great since 2016. That's been... No, it has not. No, it hasn't. 2016 was the last great year. No, because everything went to hell. Trump got elected. All this other stuff. Everything went to hell. We don't... We used to... The world was so fun in 2016. People were still remixing the news. Uh, Obama used to get remixed like almost People were remixing the the news. There was Pokemon Go. People were still planking. You were doing these cool (laughs) office challenges. Uh, You could have fun. Mannequin challenge? Yes, right? The world was fun. The world hasn't been fun since 2016. So the reason why I bring up Pokemon Go is because uh, it's making the news again. Because two former LAPD officers. Yeah had their appeal for reinstatement denied after they were fired for choosing Pokemon Go instead of responding to a request for backup while these two were on duty. See, that's not good. Uh, This happened in April. The original happenings uh, went down April of 2017. Yeah. Their captain had (laughs) radioed into them to help them out with a robbery. So at first, these two police officers didn't respond whatsoever. And then eventually, after being called a few times, like, yo, we need backup. Yeah. Uh, all they heard back was no. Oh, wow. And what year was this now? 2017. Thank you. Because? 
I know. 2016 was the last great year. Um, so then their their <laughs> captain guys. asked what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. So these two officers denied hearing the request for backup, claiming that there was a loud noise and a lot of music in the area <laughs> that they were in. <laughs> Idiots, though, right? Because they have cameras everywhere, yeah. including inside of the cop car. So in-car video footage showed that these two officers were debating on whether or not to respond to their captain. No, come and on. And one of them said, quote, I don't want to be his help. <laughs> and then five minutes after saying that, one of the officers said to his partner, hey, there's a Snorlax. There's a Snorlax at a nearby intersection. No. So they drove away from the request to be back up for their captain at this robbery in pursuit of catching the Pokemon, which they then spent 20 minutes looking catching for Catching a this, Pokemon? Looking for this one Snorlax, which they then caught. That, see, that's what we all thought was going to go on during Pokemon when Pokemon Go was happening. Like all these people who would just abandon all sort of responsibility. Yeah. Right? Um, and then they... <laughs> And then after catching the Snorlax, yeah. there's another one that they found. So they really, were driving huh? around LA looking really. for this other one. So they should like they like they they're not doing police work like catching crooks, right? Yeah, they're no. catching Snorlaxes. They were catching Pokemon. It's a good day Go. on the job. Yeah. Good union job right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The uh, TSA in the states released their annual list of their uh, their top ten catches from last year. Things that they've confiscated confiscated at airports. Across the U.S. Oh, like a contraband and narcotics and stuff. Yeah, like that, and it's like a bunch of the, the, the things on the list aren't that surprising. But what is surprising is that people think that they can actually get through airport security with some of these things. Oh, of course, right? And if you follow them on Instagram, it's pretty funny. They're actually yeah. hilarious, very dad jokey yeah. on there. But they'll they'll have like hilarious captions for things like ninja stars that people have ninja tried. Ninja stars, yeah, that people have tried to uh, take through the security checkpoint. Not only do I like, I I need to know why you feel the need to own ninja stars, but also why do you need to travel with ninja stars? Right. Ninja star convention, maybe? <laughs> no, there's no such thing. I know that. Um, so on their list, the TSA's list of like the top ten things that they've confiscated. Uh, last year, yeah, somebody in Texas tried to get through security mm -hmm. with a meth burrito. It was like, a breakfast like, burrito, and inside that breakfast burrito was meth. Was like packets of crystal meth. <laughs> and the surprising thing is, yeah. It's not the first time somebody tried to do that. And with a meth burrito? Yeah. Somebody like, else tried the exact same thing back now, in 2016. Now, do you just put like a bunch of egg and sausage on the top of it and just like as you're going through security, you just casual, casually like take a couple bites to try and throw them off? I you think know what so. I mean? Yeah. Like you're just like, like you're just super like, casual about it. All, just enjoy trying like, to get my oh, breakfast man. in before I get this flight. <laughs> so running good. late. Got this around the corner. You've been to that little thing yeah. around the corner, man? <laughs> Normally they don't serve food this early, but like this, it's really great. That little cafe, everything else around it completely shut down. That yeah. place serving the best burrito ever. Yeah, you got it. You got to go check bro, it out. Bro. If you get a break anytime soon, go <laughs> yeah. over there before they sell out. Yeah. Anyway, like, good talking to you. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the, you know the, the, the you know the rap, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other items that uh, are on their list of like the top things that they've taken from people <laughs> last year. Yeah. Uh, the TSA found bullets inside of deodorant. Oh. Somebody had hollowed out deodorant. 
And yeah. here's a picture of it on the TSA's uh, Instagram. Yeah. And you can see, like, they took a knife and they hollowed out the deodorant. Inside the deodorant are four bullets. Right. Why bullets, though? You can buy bullets anywhere. Uh, somebody else uh, tried to get through with a meat cleaver. <laughs> somebody tried to get through with a firearm belt buckle. Like it's an actual gun, but it's right? a belt buckle. But it's a belt buckle, and underneath the <laughs> underneath the gun are the words "Freedom Arms" written. <laughs> that was that the same guy with the meth burrito? <laughs> I bet you it was. Somebody tried to get through with bear spray. Yeah. Someone tried to get through with a machete. Someone tried to get through with fireworks. Someone tried to get through with a wine holder shaped like a gun. And the number mm, one mm, item mm. on the TSA's list, like their top 10 catches yeah. for all of last year, the yeah. number one thing that somebody tried to get through, right. airport security, yeah. was an actual chainsaw. A chainsaw? Yeah. Really, huh? <laughs> tried to get through kind airport of, security but with like, a chainsaw. But like, what kind of business do you have on the other end where you need your chainsaw? Right? As carry-on. Yeah. <laughs> Very busy. I don't have enough time to explain, sir. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kylie Jenner smashes Instagram record, becoming the first woman to obtain 300 million followers. Oh, so should that means she beat, um, who was it before? It was Selena Gomez, right? Um, so, yeah. So she had previously knocked off Ariana Grande as the mm. most followed uh, woman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I guess hers is currently at 289 million, <laughs> million like oh. that matters. Losers. <laughs> I've stopped posting on Instagram for the most part. Like yeah. I, I, did a, I did a couple. And I'll yeah. tell you, I don't know when it happened. I just, I, like, I'll have my phone in my hand. And I'll be on Instagram and I'll think about posting something. And I posted one thing over the holidays and it was fun and everything else. But I I don't feel good after I do it. Like I used to feel good. Mm -hmm. Like I used to feel like something was funny or cool. And then you check the comments and everything else. And I like you feel good about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good. Why? When I do, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, like I just, I, Are I you're hoping it, for a bigger reaction. No, no, it has nothing to do with the oh. reaction at all. It's I don't feel good doing it. Oh, which is weird. Really? Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like I. I when it comes to like like posting and coming up with that end of I guess like creativity or whatever. I I like when I when I'm on there. There's if I do anything else that takes the same amount of time, uh-huh. right? I'll feel good about my, how I use my time. Right. Right. I've stopped feeling good about the time I use social media. Hmm. When so it's not for the, it, when it's not for the show. Yeah. Or so you just use it like to this. scroll just to see what's happening. I don't browse Instagram anymore. No, at all? no, I never really? did. Oh, I never browsed Instagram oh, I at all. It. Yeah. No, I never, I never did. Every now and then I will go on a tear because I'll check my DMS and Catherine will send me like a cat video. Yeah. And then they just, it's just so easy because they just, they just come to you oh, one right after another, yeah. after another, all related, after another, all right? Related, related, yeah, related. So like I use Instagram when Catherine sends me down some sort of wormhole and then I sure. start sending her DMS. No way. But, but I don't check the feed oh, at all. I check. Yeah. Instagram is definitely the most used app. Yeah. On my phone. Yeah. Absolutely. Beyond anything else that I use on my phone. Yeah. I would say me too, but I don't use my yeah. phone for a lot of other things other than email and texting. Yeah. Right. But I just don't feel good. Like I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I see, I like when you, you posted a couple of cool videos and stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, that was really cool. It was really creative. I really like that. 
And then I was like, you know, I should do a video. And then I was like, nah, I just started to not feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the pressure yeah, already. No, it wasn't pressure. Like, it's not pressure to, to, to do something. It's just I don't feel good using my time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know what happened. And I'm sure it'll go back the other way and I'll go on a tear. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't. I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't feel good. Um, afterwards, so like I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. So Kylie hasn't really been um, posting. Like she posted a couple of things recently. Well, she'll get roasted for Travis Scott or anything she posts. Yeah, right? like she posted something. Like the last, she used to be like every couple of days. Yeah, and lately, like she posted uh, two, one post last week where it was just her kind of showing her pregnant belly. Yeah, uh, and then another one on New Year's Eve again was a kind of like a reflection on the year and it was a black and white photo of her holding her pregnant belly but other than that like but she did that with the first pregnancy right you know she nobody even knew she was pregnant yeah like but, she just disappeared yeah right? but normally she'll post stuff like promoting her cosmetic line like she'll go on a tear even, i know but even, cosmetic line stuff even too, that right? is tough because now it's like one she and anything she does she's just gonna get she's gonna get killed with travis scott comments even yeah. even now and the, the problem has always been and i think that they're now hyper aware is it used to be okay at 12 noon to post you know, thoughts and prayers about some tragedy. And then at 1225, post something about your brand new Gucci yeah. slippers, right? right? Like that was always fine. And now you get killed for it, right? Yeah, Chloe, Chloe went through that recently. One of the Kardashian sisters went through that recently where it was like social justice, something or the other, yeah. or commenting on something like that. Yeah. And then like the very next day, it was like, hey, y'all, like <laughs> go buy them jeans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But even with Chloe, you got like, you know, it's all, it's all Tristan Thompson stuff, yeah. right? Oh, I know. Like, that poor who, girl. who wants to deal? Who wants <laughs> so to deal you talk with about pressure. Guy. You talk about pressure on yourself. Imagine now yeah. Kylie Jenner having this news that she's the most followed uh, what is it? Most followed female celebrity? Yeah, yeah. most followed on, woman at all. Yeah, most yeah, followed yeah. woman on Instagram. Yeah. Like, imagine now the pressure to keep up with that while she's still yeah. going through the comments from people talking about Travis Scott. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, this is their this is their thing, though. That's like, you know, getting into a car accident when you're a race car, you know, with driver. Yeah, you, you got to get back into it. This is their thing. This yeah. is what they do. Right. Yeah. Like this is their this is their everything. So wait like another week for <laughs> Kylie Cosmetics <laughs> type thing. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We have another slow-mo podcast submission that was made that we have to share with everybody, Roz. When you listen to our podcast at half speed, it sounds like we're wasted drunk. Which is awesome. And I, first of all, I didn't even know you could listen to things at half speed. Why would anybody want to listen to things at half speed? And I also get pissed off when people listen to things at double speed, to, like to, to speed it up. Save time? To, to get through. Yeah, to save time. That I've bothers that me too. It bothers me. I've done that where uh, just a little bit fast, like if I'm listening to a long ass podcast, yeah. I'll listen to it at not double the speed where right. it sounds like But could you imagine doing that to a movie though? No. You know, like no, it's, not, it's, it's, I'm fine with doing it on no, a podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't be fine with doing it like on a TV show uh, or a movie. I don't even like that. It's an option on a podcast. Like, <laughs> oh, really? I, no, I don't. I don't. I think that it, I, I think that it, I don't think that they have the, uh, as much as I love listening to our podcast slow down. I mm. think, I, I think that it's an overstep on their part to take what somebody creates and allow people to distort but then it. You wouldn't get funny moments like I this. I know. And this is the conflict. So Julia hit us up and she was listening to like a way early episode of our podcast. Episode 49. We're like beyond 330 right now. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so, with a new one, we will have a new one on Friday as well. Yes. I know it's been a it's been a bit. Yeah, we will. Um, get the uh, Raza Mocha Show podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for for Raza Mocha. So <laughs> this guy went viral for a video that he posted. He went to McDonald's and he's yeah. a beatboxer, right? Okay. And he had the straw inside the cup and he was beatboxing his mouth around the straw and he was maneuvering the straw up and down to alter the sound of his beatbox. Sounds like this. That's a McDonald's straw? Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. So he's doing that. Yeah. So what Julia sent to us is, damn it, Maury and my attempt at doing the exact oh, same thing. No. <laughs> Beatboxing into a straw that okay. is inside of a cup. Okay. And that is, at half speed, sounds like this. Hold on. Okay. Wait, pause for one second. Let Mocha, let Mocha have a go. You're off, you're off. I'll let it. So what does he do, though? Okay. He makes a noise. He with... makes a noise. So, like, I would, I would say, like, like. <laughs> and then slide the straw up and down. Pinch the tip with your fingers. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. Slide it up and down. Okay. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> that's more that's, that's if you need to stop <laughs> now <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh God! Even so, even like with context, I still should never have said you just got to pinch the tip and slide it up and down. Oh, you mean this part? And then slide the straw up and down. Pinch the tip with your fingers oh, and yeah, then yeah. slide it up and down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. So if you're huge. listening to our podcast, feel free to uh, when you hear like a ridiculous conversation. Um, at half speed, it'll sound similar to that. Submit it to us. Send us your name so we can give you a shout-out on the radio um, as well. Give us a timestamp of it um, just so we know exactly where it is on the podcast. But Julia submitted that one, that beatboxing one, from episode 49 of our podcast. Uh, thank you very much for that, Julia. And then slide the straw up and down. Pinch the tip with your fingers oh, and yeah, then yeah. slide it up and down. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm lightheaded today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Why? I don't know. Headache? No, not a headache. Just lightheaded. I woke up the other day just like so sore everywhere. Okay. What <laughs> were you doing the day before? Nothing. Zero. So you're sore from nothing? Sore from nothing. <laughs> just the air hurts now? Yes. Everything <laughs> Everything hurts. So you got to bear with me on this one. Okay. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. It doesn't sound like you are, though. Let's do the news. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Zayn Malik has signed up on a plus size dating app called Woo Plus. What? 
Yeah. Never heard of this before. Yeah. By the so, way, happy birthday, Zane. Today's his birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, good for him. He's crushing on the plus size app. All right. Uh, so this is uh, three months after he split from uh, Gigi uh, Hadid following that, I guess, like the mom accused Zane of like pushing her or hitting her or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know what went down. Um, so He's back on the market. So the platform, the, the app describes itself as a, quote, an inclusive platform for, quote, curvy people to find and enjoy love. So Zane told Billboard, this is back in 2016, that he, quote, likes fuller women saying, I like girls that are a bit chunky in certain areas, like the nice areas. I like a fuller woman. So you're you're wondering, like, how do we know that Zane's on this app? So mm-hmm. the app uses facial recognition technology to confirm the people on the app are actually the people on the app. And there's a video that was released where I guess within the app, Zane was taking part in like like a like a woo plus challenge kind of thing. Okay. Where you had to put your phone in front of your face and like emulate emoji faces but only with your own face it's yeah. so like the squinting eye the big smile all that other stuff and then yeah, there's scream grabs must be wild so there's video of zane he's got like a big old beard now yeah. there's video of zane doing this like emoji challenge so really on the app wow yeah Does like it show like how many like how many people were on that chat? Like, no, how many gals is he chatting up? No, no, no. It's just, uh, it's just the 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 screen video of uh, of him on there. So he is, he's moving on. And uh, Zane celebrating his 29th birthday today on Woo <laughs> on Woo Plus. Woo Plus. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The story is: uh, Did Nelly give somebody a $100 reward for returning $300,000 to him. Huh? Um, so there's a video that went viral and a woman claims that she found a bag belonging to Nelly and inside that bag was 300 grand. She says she returned it to him and he gave her a hundred bucks. So here's the, here's the, here's, Stop here's it. the woman and one of her male <laughs> friends. We up here at the bowling alley. She found Nelly bag. It had 300,000 in it. She gave it back. What they give you? Tell her what they give you. They gave a hundred dollars. Don't get a day. They gave a hundred dollars for giving back three hundred thousand. Don't go spending it all in one place. Okay, so again, so Nelly was apparently at a bowling alley. Yeah. Um, with a bag that had three hundred thousand dollars in it that he left there. Somebody returned it. The story is that he gave a bowling alley with three hundred k. So Nelly's denying that this even happened. He called it super cap and said, "I didn't lose." Nothing. He didn't say nothing, but he said, I didn't lose nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what bag or whose bag they talking about, but it damn show wasn't mine. <laughs> so, so Nelly, uh, in full denial mode that, uh, that he gave, what is the appropriate, uh, reward then for if somebody returns, uh, Maury, what would you say is the appropriate 300,000? Yeah. 300,000. 1,000. $1,000. Well, how do you, what do you base that on? Because it's already in the thousands. So you don't want to lose all your money. So $1,000 seems fair. So if you lost $300,000, how much would you give to the person that gave it back to you? Me? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Nelly. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, here we go. The unvaxxed tax. Uh, Quebec is uh, thinking about taxing people who are unvaccinated. Oh, Tabernacle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bonjour, you just got taxed. Uh, Au revoir. The, it's making headlines all over the world. Like everywhere you look, they're like, yeah. oh my God. It's, uh, it looks like, like they, they really want to go through with it. Um, but uh, taxing the unvaccinated. 
uh, we finally now have sort of a, a good look at what the rest of the country thinks. So uh, Maru public uh, opinion poll that was released this morning uh, finds that 60% of Canadians support some sort of fine for the unvaccinated. <laughs> that would amount to a provincial surcharge that would come due with your actual taxes. The idea of taxing the unvaccinated is picking up some steam uh, with at least one European country thinking about doing the same thing with a monthly fee of $144. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's got taxed? <laughs> Um, there's no word on what the dollar amount would be for Quebecers who are unvaccinated, but the Canadian Civil Liberties Association says that the tax plan is deeply troubling, noting the Charter of Rights and Freedoms recognizes individual autonomy over our own bodies and medical decisions. Huh. Um, I don't know. This is wild, man. This ain't gonna happen. Well, I mean, it'll go to court. It'll probably be shot down by a court. But I think that, you know, they're going to sort of take it as far as they can go with it. I, I guess. Don't waste your time. I guess. Don't waste right? your time. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm like, you think it'll happen? If they can tax you for this, man, if you, you listen, yeah. if they, I'm telling you right now. Then okay, where's the ceiling? Okay, where's the ceiling, right? Yeah. If this where's, goes through. Where's the, where's the ceiling? Okay. Step on a scale. Right. Every amount that you're over what you should be. Okay. At a dollar. You know what I mean? That's I'm not, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm nuts? Exactly. Right. Where's I mean, the ceiling? Yeah. I mean, smokers already pay an incredible amount of tax to destroy their bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's they already pay an incredible amount of tax. But if this is about this isn't about public safety at this point. Right. This is about, I guess, taking up beds in hospitals. And if it were only the unvaccinated people in hospitals, I could understand this. But uh, but it's it's only about taking up beds in hospitals. And it's not going to happen. And uh, uh is it but, a scare tactic, maybe? But my God. Like, I it's got to be a scare tactic. I don't know. There's so many other things, right? Like, there's so many. Like, once you start doing this, man, I'm telling you, step on a scale. Like, that will, like, if you're going to tr- if you're gonna start taxing people who are unvaccinated, you're going to have to start taxing the people who are obese. That's just the reality of the world, right? Mm. You are. Like, there's just no way around it. Where's the ceiling? Right. Where's the ceiling on this? But anyway, they're very people in this country are very happy about it. Sixty percent. Tax them. <laughs> Tax them. Right? It's wild to That's me, ridiculous. man. What do you think it would be? Like so they were looking at $144 in Europe. What do you think it would be? Like, take a guess. Like, what oh, do you like, think? I think like, it'd be like 150. 150? Uh-huh. 150 think, bucks a I, month? I think that that seems fair. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, and keep in mind though, right? Like with 150 bucks a month, that still doesn't buy your freedom. Right. So it's not like you get taxed and then can then go places being unvaccinated. Right. right? Like you still can't go anywhere. Oh, and I get taxed. And you get taxed. <laughs> wow. The world really doesn't want me. Right? Huh? They do not want you to do anything. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, brand new documentary coming out on Feb 2nd on Netflix. This is from the same people who did that documentary. Don't F with cats. Did oh, you see okay. That documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the same people. This one's called The Tinder Swindler. So here's a little bit of the trailer for that. You can find a bit of everything on Tinder, but one little swipe can change your life. I only miss you when it rains. When I first talked with Simon, immediately we had a bond. When I listen to the radio. He was smart and funny and very impulsive. I shared my whole heart with him. And then he asked me if I wanted to travel with him on a private jet. I was like, 
he yeah. took me to a five-star hotel. He said we had a special connection. It felt like stepping into a movie. And then in the middle of the night, he said there was something he wants to tell me. He said he has threats against him. She needs to borrow cash. His life depended on me. That's when police tell me. The man I love was never real. Everything's a lie. Oh, what? So it's like so, a catfish story? Yeah, it's a but on Tinder. and But only this is like high-end catfishing where it's not that like he wasn't the guy. Like he was the guy he was on Tinder. He just wasn't that guy in life. But right. he would fly these women all over the all over the world, like on private jets to five-star hotels and resorts. But then at some point, I guess he would claim that his life was in danger and he needed money immediately. Otherwise, they were going to kill him. And so he would take from these women. But then I think in the documentary, Documentary, the way that it all plays out is that they try to swindle the Tinder swindler. So they, these three women, try to get back at the guy that stole from them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like it so looks, what's it called? It's called the Tinder swindler. Okay, on Netflix. When? Netflix, uh, Feb second. Oh damn. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, good news, bad news kind of day. Let's start with. Well, I guess maybe it's bad news, bad news. I don't even know. You want to start with the bad news? Let's get, get the which, bad news which out of one? There. It's a coin flip. You want to do uh, How which, many which bad news? Is well, there? which bad news do you want? Um, that uh, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet broke up, or that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly got engaged? They both suck. <laughs> let's both do of those stories. Uh, let's suck. do let's do Jason Momoa. Let's like that, Jason. that one's heartbreaking. Yeah. So uh I guess they have officially been together like sixteen years. I think married for four or five. Uh-huh. Uh but uh Jason Momoa and uh Lisa Bonet released on Instagram last night a joint statement that simply reads, We've all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is no exception, feeling and growing from these seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, uh, but so that we, as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. Uh, The love between us carries on evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to be who we are learning to become. Our devotion unwavering uh, to this sacred life and our children teaching our children what's possible. Living the prayer may love prevail. JNL. That is written beautifully. You think so? Yeah, I like it. I didn't at all. No? No. I I liked it. Like somebody dug it out of their butt. Wow. Um, that sucks, though. Yeah, I know. Because, and he, I, I talked to, he's, he's t- said, told the story many times, but I know that the first time I interviewed Jason Momoa, he talked about how he was a little kid and he saw Lisa Bonet on the Cosby show and he was like, that's the one. Oh, really? Like when he was little, like when oh, he was wow. like eight. Damn. Yeah, he was like, that's the one. When you I'm know, gonna, you know. I'm going to marry that girl. Yeah. And all it takes is a pandemic to split you up. Yeah, yeah. And he said, anytime somebody ever told me that uh, that something's impossible, he's like, my answer is always, I married Lisa Bonet. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, so there's that, which uh, which kind of sucks, because I thought yeah. that they were great together. And, and also, they managed to keep everything just real quiet. Like, you never really saw them out. Like, you mm. saw Jason Momoa a whole lot. Oh, yeah. uh, but you never really saw, you never really saw them out. Uh, but, uh, but now, this sort of ruins the the fantasy invite that a lot of people would have because hey Maury I want to get your opinion on this because 
Imagine, imagine getting the the invite to to this because you had Jason Momoa, right, married to Lisa Bonet. Lisa yeah. Bonet's ex husband, still everybody on very very good terms, Lenny Kravitz. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. and then you have um, Channing Tatum dating Zoe Kravitz. Right. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So, Maury, imagine mm-hmm. getting an invite to that Thanksgiving dinner. Where it's Jason Momoa, Channing Tatum, and Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> oh, man. That's like three different levels of hot right, right there. <laughs> oh, Imagine that table more. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Would you tell Matthew you were, where you were going or no? No, no, no. I have a work uh, thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, and uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Thank you, Maury. Uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. Uh, so, Megan, Megan, sorry, Megan Kelly. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. She, she's um, going to be Megan Kelly? I know. True. Yeah. If she oh, chooses that's to take no. his, oh, if she you chooses can't do to that. Take his last name? Oh, you can't do that. Megan Gun Kelly. Yeah. Um, so, he, she wrote this. Uh, in July 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frantic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma, somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together. I don't know what kind of hell they huh? walked through together. I don't know. And having uh, laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him and just as in every lifetime before this one and as in every lifetime that will follow i said yes and then we drank each other's blood sorry what read that last part again and then we drank each other's blood that's her thing right like All remember the who she stuff. did that with billy bob thornton is that who she did that with with the whole blood thing who was it johnny uh what's his name no who was it no that wasn't it angelina was- jolie Yes, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton did the blood thing, but didn't Megan Fox do a blood thing as well with somebody? Or no, she's just biting on that. That's super weird, man. Yeah, that, right? That, that's that doesn't seem very hygienic. What either. if you didn't know? What if you didn't know that she was like into the blood stuff before you proposed? Oh, I feel, yeah. No, I'd say like we're not doing the blood thing. No, but like, what if you already proposed and she was like, "This is what makes it real to me." Would you do the blood thing? Oh, no. No, you wouldn't. No. You, would you take the ring back? Yeah, because I'll keep the receipt and everything yeah, just in case. Yeah, yeah. So a Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> keep the receipt. <laughs> machine. Yeah, I don't think you can bring those back. I think that you would have to, like, take the blood ring and sell it on, like, Kijiji or something, oh, man. Uh, machi- Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, Marketplace, that stuff. Uh, meet me in a Walmart so- <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> so the, uh, the ring is a uh, diamond and an emerald. Uh, and Machine Gun Kelly said, yes, this is real life and every life. Two halves of the same soul forming the obscure heart that is our love. This is such a gross couple, huh? Right? <laughs> I mean, congratulations, but y'all are gross. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so John Mayer and uh, Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey Ross, you know him from the celebrity roasts. He's always like the oh, roast master. He's the, the best at it. greatest. So one of the interesting things that you've been seeing after the passing of Bob Saget is all these people who sort of knew Bob Saget and are actually friends that maybe you didn't even know they were friends. Like I had no idea that that Jeffrey Ross and John Mayer were so tight, Mm -hmm. but um, Jeffrey Ross and John Mayer, when Bob left LA to go to Florida where he passed away in his hotel room, I guess he left his car at LAX Mm -hmm. and um, John Mayer and Jeffrey Ross went to LAX to pick up his car and I guess bring it home to, yeah, bring it home to his wife. That's so nice. And uh, while they were 
were in the car, they recorded themselves um, talking uh, about Bob. So uh, here is uh, Jeffrey Ross and John Mayer. Well, we're back. We're on the 405. Um, remembering Bob Saget, um, a king in the comedy world, Bobby Daddy, our brother, our big brother. John and I went to pick up his car at LAX where he left it. And um, I think it's a good opportunity to say a few things. What do you want to say? I've just never known a human being who could give that much love individually and completely to that many people in a way that made each person feel like he was a main character in their life yeah. and they were a main character in his life. Yeah. Do you know how effusive you have to be in your love for everyone in your life, for each and every person he loved, to be told by another he loved you so much? Yeah. Yeah. Bob's effusive and repeated expression of love is the greatest gift that he left people because all we have is the pain of his going. Aww, Pretty great, huh? Man. Yeah, it's awesome? still, still so sad, though. Uh, but yeah, who who would have known? Like, yeah. Bob Saget, John Mayer, Jeffrey Ross. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. It's really, it's really, it's really wild. They were talking also in there about how he had this incredible family, his real life family. And he even managed to turn his TV family into like family number two, like yeah. that full house family, like the way they talk about Bob say, it's like they're, it's like, it's like he was the, one of those guys that lived a double life, right? You know, like he was a real Danny Tanner yeah, yeah. with them. Yeah. And like his other family, like didn't know, right? Huh. Like it's almost as if he had two full families, the way that the full house family talked about Bob Saget. Uh, but that's, uh, that was such a great, uh, such a great clip. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla said that a fourth vaccine may be needed. This should happen 12 months after your third shot, uh, but that timeline might need to move up. Uh, he also said that he did an interview with Yahoo earlier this week um, where he described what your first two vaccines have against Omicron. And the way he described it was the first two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any, against oh. Omicron. That's what so, I for. Exactly. So here is uh, uh, the Pfizer CEO. Uh, and we know that um, the, three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, and against deaths, I think, very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1, let me put it that way, that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And, uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. So then what's going to be considered fully vaccinated then? Because as it is right now, mo it, for most places, it's mm -hmm. still two doses is considered fully vaccinated. But when you're talking about Omicron, if Pfizer's saying that the first two doses offer very limited, if any, protection against Omicron, mm -hmm. then what is then considered fully vaccinated? I guess because Omicron didn't exist back then. But I no 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 I, I but I mean like currently, currently? because you, so you look at what's what's that tennis player's name Novak Djokovic, Djokovic right? Yeah. So he's not fully vaccinated. Right. I don't think he has anything. Right. So he's because not, he got COVID. So, yeah. So he's not vaccinated at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's may be able to play tennis or not be able to play tennis. I don't even they know. They may kick they may, him out of Australia. They may kick him out of Australia again. But 
if they won't let him play because he's not fully vaccinated, Mm -hmm. but fully vaccinated there is two shots, but also those two shots offer no protection against Omicron. Right. There's a problem. Well, I think if you are, the way I understand it is if you are fully vaccinated and you get Omicron, your symptoms won't be as severe as if you got Omicron unvaccinated. He literally just said the first two shots of the vaccine offer limited protection, if any, against Omicron. That's why we need a fourth. We need the 1.1. That's what I got to wait a year. I know. Or or sooner, though, or sooner. He said by March. The the one point. It'll be ready. The one point. But then it's got to. No, but yeah, it'll be ready in March. But then it's got to go through (laughs) approval and all that. The the one point. We're going to be up. It's it's like it's like iOS updates. Yeah. Right. It's like. Click here to install. Oh, my God. I got to be plugged in overnight. Right. I got to be hooked up to a power source. Automatic. (laughs) Come on, man. That'll happen while you sleep. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. I just said I have to fart. Bruh. Bruh. Yo. Well, hold it in, Maury. <laughs> yeah. no, don't hold, hold it in. in. Yeah. I know Maury and Shem are in that. We're doing the, um, we're doing all these, uh, we have to do because of COVID and stuff. We have to, we had to segregate ourselves. So me and Mocha. Segregation, sorry. come on, man. What's, what's the word I'm like? Separate. Sorry, separate. Not segregate. My bad. My bad. My bad. Well, it is sorted. We have to segregate ourselves. That's a proper term, right? No? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I could say separate. Separate. We had to separate. So Mocha and I are now in one room, and uh, poor Shem is locked in another room with Maury. And like. And his gas. And his gas. More, is he locked in there with Maury and all his holes? Oh my uh, God. <laughs> all right. Uh, Time to get to your questions uh, for Ask Razamoka. Hello, Claudia. What's going on? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. good. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you very much for uh, submitting your question. Go ahead. So I am, I'm a big fan, and we've all heard stories about Maury, young Maury and, and Frank when uh, they were living their young and single days. And um, Maury always refers to his legal guardian, Susie, which I think is his aunt, but we've never actually heard the backstory of when and why he needed a legal guardian. What is Susie, Maury? She's nothing to... Well, she, uh, she's everything. Wow. 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 Hold on. Let me make a note to myself here uh, to isolate this part of the audio and send it to wow. dear Aunt Susie. <laughs> she is not, she's nothing to me. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. Bad, okay. Okay. But uh, so, uh, like, no relation. Like, like she was my, my real mom's best friend growing up. And I uh, couldn't, I guess, call her a mother, yeah. so I always called her my aunt. Okay, so she calls what? me her first not born. Okay, wow, so you guys got a lot of terms, <laughs> terms and conditions, huh? <laughs> um, so how did this all? How, but how did this all happen? How did she sort of take that role in your life? So when my dad and mom separated when I was like three, then my dad and I ended up at Susie's place and stayed there for a while, and then my dad ended up leaving. Me with Susie yeah. while he went and got his S together. Yeah. So then she... For how many years? How many years has Frank gone? Uh, a couple years. And then yeah. even later in life, again. So she did all the whatever legal stuff she had to do to become my legal guardian so she could make decisions and do all that stuff mm-hmm. for me. And then how old were you when Frank kind of took over again? And then he came back in like a year later, but then left again when I was 16. So mm-hmm. it was on and off. I, I've been with Susie my whole life. Right. 
And when would you say that you and your dad had like a super solid, like where you guys were just like good, where there was no more sort of questions and you were both at points in your lives where you could, you both felt like stable and secure, loving kind of father-son relationship. Like when I was 30. Really? Seriously? Like after I moved, I moved out. Um, I then sort of, I guess, lived on my own for, well, since 18, 19. And it was only, I guess, when I was 30 where we started having conversations about everything. So that's why I say 30, because that's when we were comfortable about talking about everything. Right. Like talking about not just... Like gay stuff. Gay stuff. Yeah. But, but do you guys, did you discuss, like, have you guys ever sat down and had the conversation about your mom? No. No. That's never come up. It's never come up. No. And it gets really sort of weird when it does come up. And just to clear things up, uh, Aunt Susie, when she took you in, when your mom bounced... Your Aunt Susie never, like, maintained a relationship with your mom, did she? No, not at all. No, no. So, they like, they were best friends, and then, then when your mom left, no longer best friends. No longer best friends. Because wow. to open up a bit more, I guess, is Susie got in trouble for telling my dad and, and voicing her concern about my mom doing drugs and stuff when she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. So she got sort of yelled at and treated poorly for having an opinion right jesus right so yeah. what a what a what a like way to step up though huh you know what i mean for Susie. oh like, she's who, always who does like, that like, always been there but who does that though like who has a friend and and, then, and they 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 bounce on their kid and like who like not a family member yeah. like Susie was the person who bounces best friend like i could understand if Susie was maybe like frank's best friend maury's dad sure. and then she sort of stepped in right because the relationship is there with frank but this was maury's mom's best friend who then stepped in to take care of the best friend's kid like that's crazy to me and their relationship didn't last like that is like a level of stepping up that I don't know if you you don't I don't think you see it that often. It's, no, 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 and I, we're still super close to this day. So yeah. Even though I, she's obviously. nothing to you, even though she's <laughs> nothing. To you. <laughs> there you go, Claudia. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she sounds like a superhero. Yeah. Does that do you have? Any, is that cl- sort of clear things up for you? Yes. I just there was a there was a missing part of the story that. Yeah. I'm sure all the super fans of the show were, were needing to fill that gap in. So well, I'm glad go. to hear about her. No, thank you, thank Claudia. You. And thank you for listening. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I love you both, but I got to pick Mocha. Oh, there you go. That's great. Thanks. Okay, cool. Happy <laughs> <laughs> New Year. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> it's because you mean nothing to her, Roz. <laughs> I mean nothing yeah. to you. Thank you, Claudia. <laughs> thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, love. Later. Uh, Matt says here, I am way behind on all the podcasts. But during one of your rounds of guess that uh, or oh, name that quarantine, mm-hmm. you guys said that chasing cars was your guys's <laughs> song, as right. in Razamoka. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to make that your song. <laughs> I don't know. I think just silliness. No, it was Grey's Anatomy. No, I know it was Grey's Anatomy. So we would talk quite often on this show about Grey's Anatomy, and anytime. Um, we would talk about Grey's Anatomy. Mocha would always play a couple of the songs from Grey's Anatomy. And one of them was Chasing Cars. Yeah, Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. One of them was Where Did the Good Go from Tegan and Sarah. And then the other one was... Oh, how to save a life. How to save a life. (laughs) Yes. Right. So whenever we would all get into our feelings talking about Grey's Anatomy, um, Mocha would play these. And then it just became our song (laughs) because I think maybe it was somebody's song on that show. I don't know. But we had just decided that I, I don't know, like, you know, 
at some point, you know, most men in their male relationships, you know, decide to choose their song. Yeah. <laughs> right? Every now and then. And, and so I we would, just landed on this one. And when I'd be at the grocery store and like one of these songs would come on, I'd text Ross and be like, yo, I'm at Longo's, our song's on. <laughs> Yeah, and it just it just it just stuck, and then and and then the audience sort of got on board too. And I've had people like write me before, being like exactly that. Hey, I was in <laughs> I was in Long Coast, and I, I heard the, and I heard I them, no frills, and I heard them playing your song. <laughs> so there you go, Matt. There's your answer. Uh, Kenneth says here, uh, when will Maury, when will David Maury shave his head? LOL. Let it go, man. Oh my God. I love... <laughs> you know, you know, when you say something enough and then it just becomes truth, right? <laughs> like I like, did I ever say I was going to shave my head? No. What I'm saying is that Mocha has said that you are thinning for so long <laughs> that now everybody's like, oh, God, just shave it already. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if you repeat something enough, it just takes on a life of its own. Would, would, would Matthew support you shaving your head? Absolutely not. When we first met, I had like a really, really... Um, I guess short buzz cut, uh-huh. and he absolutely hated it. What do you have now then? <laughs> <laughs> a short long cut? Like, that is, like that, your bro. hair is very short, Maury. <laughs> this is not a buzz cut. There's still something to grab onto. Maury, Maury, your hair cut. is your hair is very short. Like out of everybody I know, you have the shortest hair. Yeah, you couldn't grab a fistful of hair. Absolutely, well, absolutely not. Shem, grab a hair. No, uh, oh, nope. no, okay. hair. no, thank you. No, thank you. You guys are separated by plexi. Yeah. There's no way he's breaching that. I just whatsoever. call this the regular. No, no, it's funny. It's funny. That's what we. That's what. That's what we call you. <laughs> I don't even know if that was funny or not, but I had to say it. Uh, Jamie asks, uh, "What's the worst thing you did as a child that got you in trouble with your parents, and what was the punishment?" Okay, oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna start with you, Mocha, and then I'm gonna move on to Shem uh, because I think that these may take up the most time oh uh, god okay <laughs> yo i can't even pick one no? i was such a bad kid you were yeah i got in trouble for everything really? i was stubborn i would talk back i yeah. just did bad stuff so what about the punishments think... though because you grew up in a house with corporal punishment right oh yeah I got, okay i got my ass whooped you got whooped like, so many times you did huh yeah and i would it when i was in grade five uh, my teacher had sent me cause I was, I was bad in class and he sent me home to do lines, which was you get a piece of paper and every <laughs> yeah, single line, so you gotta write the same phrase or sentence or word over and over again. And you gotta, yeah. depending on how bad you were, yeah. it was like front and back page yeah. and depends. Like it could be two pages, could be five pages, could be 10 pages. Yep. And then you get it signed by your parents and then you show up the next day. So my dad thought that it was a brilliant idea that my grade five teacher made me do that. So anytime I would get lines from my fifth grade teacher, I'd have to do those. But then my dad would also give me lines on top of that. That's crazy. Yeah. Th- did you ever use three pencils with an elastic around them? Yeah, it didn't work. No? no. Oh, I've done that before. Have you? Yes, I could sir. never get it perfect. No? I could never get yeah, it perfect. tough. I mean, you always get busted. Uh, Sham, uh, what sort of punishments uh, for things did you have to deal with growing up? Oh, man. Irons and belts. Okay, when you oh say my. okay, when you say irons, what the hell do you mean irons? Like an iron that's been 
uh, heated. Yeah. Yeah, getting hit with that. Hit. That's never. That's never fun, man. Like a curling iron and an iron. No, iron? no, no. We're talking iron is the iron in your pants and like stuff like that. Like a clothes iron. A uh, clothes iron. Yeah. That's a murder weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know what though? Actually, I think the worst thing I'd ever done in my entire life, and yeah. I know it disappointed my parents, was that time I uh, stole a CD from HMV, and I actually got arrested. Yeah. I got picked up, like security. They had to call my house, right? And my mom had to come sign papers and take me away and I had to go to court I got like a parole officer all that really? stuff what was the CD really yeah. oh god I can't even remember no it's so funny like you like getting caught shoplifting and Shem getting hit with an iron and people are the, think that I'm the one that grew up in the trailer park <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you had a parole officer at 13 <laughs> Shem's getting beat with a hot iron but like but 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 like I'm the white like I'm 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 trash right <laughs> so you're next what's the worst thing you did as a child that got you in trouble with your parents who me yeah I don't even know to be honest with you like I never really did like I like I, I never really did all my stuff that terrified my parents was just all things with girls mm. and like that were much older than me um, that were so wildly inappropriate for me um, and they didn't know how to manage that. So it, so I, I more terrified them than I did sort of disobey rules because it, this was past that point of anything. Yeah. Like I was bringing home you know, drug using strippers wow. for sleepovers when I was, you know, in grade 11. Oh, damn. And you didn't get right? the iron? What? No, I didn't get the iron. No, because my parents didn't know what to do, what the hell to do. Yeah. Right. They had no, I would just show up to the house with these people and they would just stay the night. Oh my God. And they had no idea how to manage it. Did right? your mom they have to make breakfast? They didn't know. Yeah. Like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Like, but uh, this would be a school night too. Right. Like it was crazy. Like so so I, I was like I terrified my parents. Yeah. Because of the sort of people that I would find or that I would hang out with that weren't from the little town that we grew up in, but they would always like wind up sort of in the house. Hmm. And my parents would just sort of manage the situation as best they as best they could. Mm. But at the time, I'm sure it was terrifying for them. I was like living a great life, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure at the time it was like because and and I'm and I'm talking like I would like I, I was you know if I was say I don't even know like. 16 or whatever it was even younger for like 15 16 in and around there like these were people who were you know well into their 20s oh geez right and did they know mm -hmm. that you were the age that you were most times not no no, oh, no. most times not um so it was just stuff like that like mm -hmm. that's the sort of terrifying things that i did to my parents but i never like i never broke laws i mm -hmm. never i got driven home once because i pissed outside by a cop, like a cop drove me home. Because oh, really? I got, yeah, because I got caught pissing outside. Yeah. Right? Like, that's where they, you know, and it was a house, not a trailer. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I got caught pissing outside because I was pissing outside, but, like, through, like, a fence, right? But on the other side of that fence, there were people that were just sitting in their oh. yard. And did you know? No, I had no, no idea. I, I had no idea, right? And then I just, and then we just hung out there. So we were just like hanging out there, like in and around that area. And then I walked like forty feet over to a fence and peed between the wood holes in a fence, yeah. and it went into their yard. And then I just went back and hung out with my dudes. And then the police showed up, and they were like, "Who's pissing in the neighbor's oh, yard?" No, yeah, right. And I just was like, "That was me." Because did you go back I, and apologize to the neighbors? No, because I just thought like I thought that they were just concerned. Like I, it, when the cops said. 
who was like peeing in the neighbor's yard, to me, the look on his face was more concern, right? Sure. As opposed to, you know, accusatory. And so I just copped to it immediately like an idiot. I just put my hand up and I was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, let's go. And then he put me in the cop car and drove me home and then told my dad. Oh, right? What did your dad say? Nothing. What did you, I pissed. Right? <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do? And I was just, and then I was mad because I had to go home. Like the cop showed up and just said I couldn't hang out with my friends anymore. Yeah. Right, like they just brought uh, me home. It was the, the weird, yeah, killed the vibe. Right, it was the weirdest thing. But I would have apologized, like, but I didn't even have the opportunity to do any of that. Okay, but no, after, but I wasn't. I wasn't that bad of a kid. Though. After all those three incredible stories, damn it, Maury. Yeah, go you're ahead. Ne- you're next up the bat. <laughs> the only time my dad ever got really, really mad at me is when I used to deliver Radio Shack flyers, but I didn't. I never delivered them. I used to throw them out in the dumpster and then just go home. And he caught me once doing it and got mad at me. Wow, you have the one dad that got mad at you for throwing out the flyers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. My old man used to take, we used to deliver the the sun. And yeah. did you ever have a paper route? Yep. No, never. Yeah, I did. I you didn't. did. You didn't. Shem, did you have a paper no, route at all? Never, no. It's never. like it wasn't really a city kid thing to have a paper route, no. I guess, right? Uh, but we used to have a paper route. And then you, you, they, you would have to do things on paper routes that you would just never send children out to do anymore. Because when I had a paper route, I was in like grade six, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like 11, 12 at that point when yeah. I had a paper route. Money. And you had to go collecting. So you would deliver the sun um, Sundays. And I think my route had like 250. Right. So wow. you had to do 250 houses, Jeez. but then you had to go collecting, mm-hmm. which meant that you had to go and get the money from these people to pay for their papers. So you had to go and knock on their door. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't just on Sunday delivering. You had to go collecting. And if you didn't get all your money, you're like a like a like a like you're like in a mob movie <laughs> where you got to go knock on people's doors and get their money. But the thing was, is that you would knock on somebody's door. These were all strangers. Uh-huh. And like back then, they would just like open their door and you would just like wait in their house. Yeah. Well, they come went on, well, st- step in. While they went and got their while they went and got their money. Yeah, come in right? for a second. Yeah, like come in for a second. You would never send a twelve year old out yeah, no. to do to do that now, right? To go collect money. But uh but I knew people, I never did this, but I knew people that they wouldn't throw the flyers out like Maury did, but they would walk away with the collection money. Oh, for oh, real. And what would they yeah. say though? Like just this person never Lost paid up. Lost it. They never paid up. They fake slips. Oh, they they fake checks. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah, because at that point you're walking around with like you're 12 years old walking around with like 400 dollars. My on dad you, used right? to go and do the collecting for me. Did he? Yeah. You'd send a heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> yeah. Where's my kids' money? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pineapple Pat. Oh, we love Pineapple Pat on the show. Uh, He says here, what is one thing you wish can potentially be 3D printed or designed? I've seen videos of them like 3D printing like houses and stuff, like little houses. What can't be 3D printed right now, I I think is the question. I saw on Instagram yesterday, Mm -hmm. somebody did a 3D print of a set of Crocs or is that actually one Croc? Yeah. And on the top of the croc was the head of the rock. So it was rock on a croc? So it was rock crocs. Rock crocs? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, you can basically 3D print anything. I would say, like, hats and sneakers, for sure. Yeah, I was just going to say, clothing would be an incredible thing, right, where I sort of, like, wish that you could sketch something or cut a picture out of a magazine and then just, like, upload it somewhere and you just say leather, denim, 
you know, cotton, T-shirt material, whatever it is, like you could sort it all. And instead sure. of laser printing it, I wish that there was a service where you could just like, it would just print it out, like like would produce it for you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where you could just like replicate anything that you wanted perfectly. You submit to the machine. You submit to the machine. Yeah. And then like, like if you didn't get a pair of the Jordans that went on sale that you really wanted. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. I think that you should be able to download that file right somewhere illegally like dark web stuff and uh, just have those printed to where nobody would be able to tell the difference i think yeah, that, that would, that would be kind of cool it would never happen <laughs> but i think it would be bad. i think it would be kind of cool though uh damon mori do you have something that uh can you 3d print like your favorite art and stuff uh, like, does it do? Do three D printers do color like different colors? Why would you? I think that you wouldn't. Isn't that a photocopy that you want? Yeah. Like, just Kinkos has been doing that for forty years. <laughs> and the other one is, can Good you three D print like you know a life size of your favorite celebrity? To do what with? Like to have? Have what with? Your way with? Right, exactly. Oh. You're super you want a, weird. You want man. a sex doll? Yeah, Maury wants a plastic <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so oh gross. God. You're the worst. You're the worst. Uh, Shem, do you have an answer for this? Something that you would like uh, 3D pr- printed, potentially? Not lie. I was going to say people as well. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes. Really Who's was. laughing now? Really hey, can, can I just say one thing practical, though, that I would really, that, uh, that I, I don't know if there's this, if there's a, a service for it, but uh, but glasses to me, right? Like uh, either eyeglasses or sunglasses, that. because my head is so big that I've still never in my adult life found a pair of glasses that I feel need, truly fit my truly fit my face. I do. I need I, I do. Yeah. I need a prescription visor. Like you know like so I know. Job. I know. I know. I'm so proud. Yeah, thanks for the contribution, Maury. You nailed it, buddy. Um okay, uh Rayman asks this question. Yeah. What is your what is your favorite bread? Do you have a favorite bread? Like like company or style of bread? What do you mean uh, by company? Oh, like the makers? Yeah, like Wonder or No, like style. Style. Like rye. Okay. Nah, nobody likes rye. I don't like rye. Well, you can't have Montreal smoked meat unless you have rye bread. Yeah. Um, I like I've been digging sourdough lately. Really? I really huh? like sourdough yeah. bread. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um, ever had challah? No. Oh, you gotta have some challah. What is it? It's Jewish bread. But what is it though? Oh, it's like there's egg in it and stuff, but it's really so good. just like normal bread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever had Wonder Bread? Have you, have you ever had bread made with egg? <laughs> right? um, have you ever had bread that had crust around it? Yeah. <laughs> Game changer. Uh, I am. I'm sorry, but I like those two things that I just want to throw in here. I love just like a French baguette because I can yes. use it for so many different things. No, it's too crummy. Right? No. I can use it for so many different I things. I was also going to say baguette. Um, but I also love the uh, the the Italian round loaf, the the little round oh, loaf. Yes. It's almost the size of what you used to get in the keg, yes. but only just sliced up nice and thin because mm-hmm. I think it's that got that, a little uh, flour on I top. I think that that toasts beautifully mm-hmm. and it's yeah, always small. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I will take a French baguette um, any day, like over really just about anything else. No, I'll say Portuguese sweetbread. What does that, that with, taste like? It tastes kind of like there's this real sweetness how to it. How often are you eating Portuguese sweetbread? Anytime Matthew's <laughs> stepmom makes it. Look, how often him. is that? I'm going to say every day. How often is that though? <laughs> how often is that? You've had this twice in your life, right? No, no, no. Portuguese sweetbread. I've had probably four times a year. Okay. Once <laughs> 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 okay. a quarter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Shem, what's your favorite bread? 
Um, I was gonna say Hardo bread, and if you don't know what Hardo bread is, Hardo bread is you get it at the at the Caribbean store. Um, it's a form of white bread. Okay. Um, but you use it in like pepper pot, and you use it in. Is it, but aesthetically, does it look like a loaf that you slice up, or is it in a different shape, or is uh, it a bun, it, or what it kind definitely of? Definitely looks like a loaf that you'd slice up. You do, huh? Yeah, and it's fantastic. It's delicious. Flavor sweet. Is it? Is it? What is it? Um. Oh, you know what, Roz? Thank you for saying that. Sweet. I just changed my mind. Tennis roll is my favorite type of bread. Tennis, tennis rolls. Yes. yes. What is that? Now, like the game tennis. tennis? Now, what tennis is that? roll is it's almost built like a hamburger bun. Yeah. Round, yeah. and it's got a sweet sort of um. It's not a glaze, but it's got a sweet flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, that's it's called a tennis roll. It is fantastic. What about the cocoa bread? Oh, with the beef patty. Oh, yeah, so oh, talk to me, good. bro. Right? So good. Yeah. Cocoa bread. A little bit. Uh, you can get it two ways. A little bit harder, or yeah. my favorite is soft. Soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me toss one, oh. one more in there. The Swiss chalet bun. So just like a white bun? <laughs> it's so white. White, white. <laughs> a white bun. Oh, trying to jump in on the Yeah, yeah. But that swish up. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You guys are talking about like really, like these really sort of like very specific cultural sort of that, that 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 I don't think people from outside those cultures really have an understanding of of how delicious they are. You know, that's why you need you know you need to you need to sort of like expand and go to some of these little grocers and places that you know are out of your sort of comfort zone maybe. And Maury comes in here with the white bun from Swiss Chalet. <laughs> Forgot what I was gonna say. Now about I will say I will now. say that that white bun from Swiss Chalet is not bad though. See? Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Yeah, too. it's a good bun. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for all of your questions. Keep them coming in every week when we post a picture that reads "Ask Razamoka." Just load up the comment section with your questions, and of course, we'll invite one of you to join us on the show to uh, kick it all off and to ask your question live. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss. 92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.